Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Please come for the wrestling. And then only leave comments about all the other stupid crap we talk about for the next two and a half hours. Uh, you're listening to the dulcet tones of Matthew, the Botchmania dude. And I'm joined this week by the man of the hour. He's too sweet to be sour. Hasn't met a crap British TV show he hasn't streamed on Twitch. It's the boss of our jobs and our hearts, Alan Pacini. <laughs> hey, how's it going? It's going wonderful. All the better for seeing you. And in the corner to his left, already in the ring... He's a lot less cool since we've changed his CFO dollar sign music. It's Jack the Jobber. I feel like, thank Woo. you, cheers. Happy I feel birthday like, to well, it's you. It's not, is it? It's just not. Um, <laughs> I feel like Matthew really puts a lot of thought in and almost pre-writes Adam's introductions, but then <laughs> mine are like the homework that he remembered he had to do after that, and he's like, oh, last minute on the bus. Never mind. He How are you, it. Matthew? Yeah, he did. How are you, Guys? Guys? I'm wonderful. Thank you, Jack. I am very relaxed. It's been a very mm. positive mental health week in the good, good world. Stuff. I did a sensory deprivation tank. Oh, oh like, like Joe weekend. Rogan? He's probably done that, yes. And people like Joe Rogan have talked about the amazing effects, the mind-blowing experiences of being in a tank filled with ceiling solution. So you float because it's very salty. You have earphones in and it's pitch black. And some people like Joe Rogan have tripped out and they've experienced like divine interventions. They've seen the, uh, the universe being uh, expanding in front of them. And I've gone, wow, really? Just from doing one of these? And they go, well, it was that and the tabs of acid had dropped. Uh, I did not do that. Instead, I just relaxed. Wonderful for an hour. terrifying. It sounds horrible. <laughs> I wouldn't, it's not my sort of thing at all. I don't, I don't think I'd do it. Was it good? Oh, absolutely, mate. Um, it was so good, in fact, that I made the mistake of doing it in the morning on Saturday. And they were like, okay, got much on later on? I went, oh, yeah, I'm doing a bit of work and typing. And they looked at me like, uh, I don't think you'll be doing much work later on. What? You don't want to do anything afterwards. But there's no evening slots available. So I just kind <laughs> of floated home. They even touched the pavement. What, were you, what was um, going through your mind when you're in there? Because I think I would struggle to, to switch off in, in an hour, but I know like you can't see anything, you can't hear anything. Were you thinking? I know that's a weird question. No, I, I think it's a very good question, uh, Your Honour. And it's weird because the first 20 minutes they played relaxing, pulsing music, and then after 20 minutes it was 40 minutes of silence, and then 20 minutes of like music come back on so they get yourself reset. For the first 20 minutes with the music felt like an hour and a half, as soon as everything went off, it went by like two minutes. What? Interesting. And I guess it was just that much thought. And again, for people like myself who spend a lot of time 
in front of computers with 17 tabs open on Chrome and everything else, the phone out. It's really easy just to fill your brain with crap. And removing all that and you're just left with your thoughts, it was either going to be amazing or terrible. Um, and it was amazing for me. So You couldn't pay me to do that. That's, well, you could. You could pay me a, a certain sum to do that, but it sounds terrifying. Really Are you afraid like... of what's in your mind? No, not my mind. I'm afraid. Of, no, I'm afraid of much more practical things. Like, what if the fire alarm goes off while you're in there? It's <laughs> just like, oh, get me out! Can you get out? Have you oh got yeah, you can get out. You're not locked in. Oh right. Oh. <laughs> it's not the oh. Simpsons where they put a cinder block on top and right. ends up going down yeah. a big long hill. What? What's? Did, how do you? How do you get out if you can't see? You get yourself out. Well, they say like because you float around, and I really did float. And at one point, because um, you get like a neck brace thing that you have on an airplane. Uh, I heard this noise like static. I went, whoa, is that my brain, my brain cracking? And no, it was the noise of the thing rubbing against the side. Um, oh. They said like, stay in position, have your arms out. And so with this over, you just waddle over there, press the button and lights come on. Are you, you naked? The, have you got to guess where the yeah. button is? You are. You are <gasps> naked. Yeah, it's Except a sealing sealing solution. Yeah, you have to wash your hair and your body. Before I thought you trunks on. I thought so. I brought some as well. And they went, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Fair enough. It'd pop in and go, you're all right. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, so right, you, you hate them and you would never do that. All right, so that's the next punishment video sorted out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bashidi, what have you been up to? Uh, not a great deal. Not a great deal. I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm very unprofessional of me to say, but I'm flagging today. I slept for about three hours. The streams have messed me up Ooh. once again. Um, and I'm just, you know, when you fill yourself with so much caffeine, you sort of feel like a, a shell, like you, you, your body's not working, but your brain is just being powered by the drug caffeine. Uh, I've, I've kind of got that today. So if I'm, if I'm not my usual self, that's why, but everything's grand. I was in the Thunderdome on, on Friday night, which was a lot of fun. Oh, Thunderdome. Could you see yourself? Yeah, yeah, not for, not for much. So I got in there really early. I, I got the email link and I immediately pressed it and I set myself up. And then I basically sat there for two and a half hours waiting because I thought if I get in really, really early, I'm more likely to get a better seat. Um, and I got an all right seat. Uh, I was like five rows back. You could see me on the hard cam a few times. There's a there's a shot of uh, Roman Reigns in the opening promo and I managed to get my face really close. So I'm scared because they're, they're all going like, Oh, cheer along, boo this guy. Oh, he's all at one point, you know, Sasha finished her promo with you bitch or whatever it was. Um and then the producer immediately pipes up and goes, uh, can we get a big cheer for that bitch? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you see me a few times and I was getting close up like that and the, the halfway through the most uh, enjoyable bit was um, they cut to backstage and Drew Gulak was there on a webcam and he's just having a whale of a time and he's going right we're gonna we're gonna get the blood pumping everybody stand up don't know why he talks like that he, so we all s stood up and he's just like okay thrust at the camera twirl your hips and so for about 45 seconds a minute I was just thrusting at Drew Gulak with my knob very much on, on display through my Drew, shorts Drew Gulak's the warm up guy of, yeah. of the Thunderdome. That's Weird. an incredible. That's an incredible scoop. Yeah, it, it, wow. it was odd. It was really odd. So I, I did a live stream of the thing, and then thought, ah, uh, take that down just in case because it, it was a bit naughty. I guess what I was doing. I wasn't trying to disrupt the show. I just sort of wanted to see if I could get on there. But it, during the main event, you see, uh, you see me doing the the spunky c word dance. Um, so I managed to get 
that on telly, which I'm very, very proud of. And uh, and then I was finally, I was kicked off because um, I obscured my face. And there's obviously some sort of facial recognition thing um, that if there's no face on display for a few seconds, it will kick you out and replace you with somebody. So I held up a sign that says Push Mojo, um, which you're allowed to do. You're allowed to hold up signs supporting your favorite WWE superstars. And uh, I did that. And they, yeah, I got automatically booted. Uh, I might try and get on again because it was, it, was, it was an experience, but it was never. Knackering. I was sweating by the end of it because they want you to be animated the whole time. But then you've got people in the front. Sorry, I'm really blabbing on it. You've got people in the front row just like not really paying attention or anything. The whole time I'm going, come on, yeah, this is the bed. Come on, let's go, Lindsay, and all this stuff. And uh, and they they put me five rows back. I thought if I was if I really uh, got into it, they would they would give me better seats, but they they didn't. That's a wonderful experience. I can't imagine your excitement when you found out you were going to be on it because it's prime Adam Pacitti wind-up yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, It was really fun. It was very exciting. And I thought, because uh, I got in so early and it said, the, the actual message came up on screen, you're in the Thunderdome. And then the producer starts talking to you. He's like, okay, guys, put your thumbs up if you can hear me. Um, and she went, this is before like the stream had started. Okay, uh, I can see you. You there in the blue check shirt. It was me. And so I knew at that point, I'm... I'm I'm on there. But I, I didn't do anything really naughty or anything. I was just a bit... I was just very animated. Good. So it's fun. But yeah, other than that, uh, all, all is well. The diet has gone to crap um, and I, I've stopped walking as much, but I'm getting back into it <clears throat> as of this week. It's just it's just the streams. They mess me up. So these, uh, the last ones are uh, a Friday night Smackdown draft and then Monday night Raw draft and then job done. They've... Cool. Um, you've just reminded me when you were saying, but apart from that, the week's gone fine. And I've just been to Tesco and I was feeling in a great mood. It's been quite a sunny day and they've set up a testing station at the bottom of my street. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so, cases are very high here. You've got to be careful where you walk and what you touch. Definitely. And and I'm in quite a studenty area. There's oh, yeah. loads of student accommodation around this area. Oh, so, What was it, like oh. 900 tested positive in the matter of like two days? Yeah, but only, but only like only like two hundred had any symptoms. Wow, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy how you might not be. Able, we might have all had it. Yeah, we might just not be able to tell. I went for. Did I mention this on the podcast? I went for a test last uh, last week or the week before. It was negative. Did I talk about this experience of going? I for didn't. The test? You did. No. What was it? Did you get a thing up your nose? Mm. I did. It must put it myself. Not oh, comfortable. Yeah, because you can't have someone there doing it. They've got to stand oh. away from you and like give instructions. Oh. It was like. It wasn't pleasant. I didn't have a great time, but it wasn't... You, I've heard some horror stories. It wasn't as bad as people have made out, I don't think. Like, people think you've got to put it right up your nose to, like, here. It's not that far and stuff like that. Right, but, okay. you know, just make you sure sneeze. you do... No, but make sure you do the mouth one first because you don't want to stick something up your nose and then in your mouth. Other way around. Oh, it's the same stick? It's the same stick. Oh. I know, I know. I felt a bit deprived. Dude. I was like, oh, uh, depraved, sorry. I was a bit like, oh. But it was okay. Uh, so that was my... Yeah, cool. Negative. Come on, the boys. Oh, good negative, right? Yeah, yeah good negative, yeah. That's been an interesting week. You've had the fear of COVID and holding a Push Mojo sign up there, so you both had a bad week. Um, <laughs> let's see what the rest of wrestling is like, shall we? Oh, good bad news to carry on. Uh, Glow Netflix series has officially been cancelled before the fourth oh. series started. Uh I admit I didn't watch much of it. Did anybody else here watch it? 
Yep. Not really. Seen bits. I, I've seen... I watched the first two seasons. thought it was really well done. Uh, I'm not really one for celebrity crushes, but Alison Brie's like my celebrity. Which which always gets a big response from people for some reason. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah. I don't know what she looks like. Is she an attractive woman? Yes, of course she is, yeah. Oh. Why is Matthew laughing about just the, that? Just the way that he would say that, like, well, is she an attractive woman? Oh, she's stunning, <laughs> isn't she? Yeah, yeah, understandably. Thank, thank you, but t- on two separate occasions, like, my ex-girlfriend and my current girlfriend have both gone, they've pressured me into saying who my celebrity crush is. I've finally admitted that it's Alison Brie, and they've gone, really? And I'm like, you told oh. me to tell you. I didn't want oh, to tell you. Oh, I said I Alison Breeze. I was wondering, like, there's loads <laughs> of that, there's loads of pictures that... of watches that have come up. Like, there's a oh. unicorn watch and a couple of cat watch. <laughs> Alison Brie is in the cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she is really attractive. I don't know who I was looking at earlier, but it wasn't Alison Brie. Alison Breeze could well be a porn actress. Oh, she's quite forward, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, she's, she's very un- understandably so. Good choice. Oh, Thank I you. Don't, I don't know about the buffet, but I like a spread. Uh, what were we saying? Doesn't matter. Sadik Glow's been cancelled. It was yeah. a well-made show, I think. Hadn't they filmed the fourth season already and they just, they're not yeah. putting it together or were there some bits to film still or something? Something like that. It was it was planned, certainly. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most show was mentioned last week. Uh, Glenn Joseph has been released or quit or whatever. Uh, NXT UK, leaving just Jim Smallman in NXT UK. Uh, oh. Do you remember Mr. McMahon's Corvette from 98 uh, that had all the concrete filled in it? Yep. Here we go. They found it. Wait, what? It's Isn't it in a warehouse? In a, it's in a warehouse in Norwalk, Connecticut. And right, it's yeah, full I of plants now. It. Full of plants? Yes. That's lovely. Sorry, they lost it. Uh, I don't know if they Easily lost it done. or just put it somewhere, but I think anyone was looking for it. But a Corvette filled with cement. Right, right. Yeah, it's like little plants coming up now. It's like swamp thing. Oh, cute. Yeah. And there's not been a lot of news that isn't something we'll talk about later on. So we can talk about NXT now, if you like, or should we talk about that in the week of wrestling? We'll do it NXT. in the week of wrestling. The we'll takeover. Go on, take hour. Oh, takeover. Oh, we'll do it in the week of... Yeah, we'll do it in, in the week, week of wrestling. There's other wrestling news. There was meant to be a UK pay-per-view um, headlined by Drew McIntyre versus Tyson Fury. Which would what? have been... Yeah, Terrible. has this been on the there, Golic News site? I haven't seen it. There may have been a um, the wrestle votes on Twitter as saying that apparently WrestleMania 37 is looking like. So you know Ron DeSantis, the man that none of us had heard of, but then became very familiar with because he's the governor of Florida during last this year's mm-hmm. WrestleMania season. He has now said that apparently stadium shows in Florida can just go ahead from um, now, effective immediately. I think is what I read. I know it's absolutely crazy. Our cases in Florida really bad as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, Florida's a bit of a hotspot as well. So the Miami Dolphins have gone. We'll keep it at a reduced capacity. Cheers, Ron. So they're having like thirteen thousand people in their sixty-five thousand seat arena or stadium. But apparently, this is according to WrestleVotes. I don't know how credible, but they're often right about certain things. They've said apparently Vince is well up for it because, of, of course, he is. is. It's Vince McMahon. He yeah. wants a big packed WrestleMania. No one knows. It's what just a big inconvenience to him, isn't it? forget the human implications of the whole thing it's just oh bloody hell that's annoying we can't shift as much merch in person Mm, yeah and the other big news thing that I forgot I was actually trying to go on the the wonderful concrete Corvette announcement was because it feels like three months ago since it was reported but it's only a week uh, Twitch and Cameo and all those other things wrestlers have been using to help prop themselves up during these COVID filled times 
WWE has now announced that not only will they be integrating them into WWE contracts, what they make from those, separate to what they are paid for, uh, it's in the contract originally for WWE, the amount that they earn from that will be removed from their downside agreement. It is shocking. Independent contractors, though. (laughs) I can kind of, right, I can kind of see some perspective with Vince, and hold on before you get the pitchforks out. If they are and have been using their names and brands that WWE does own, I can kind of see where they're coming from because they want to make sure that, you know, WWE's own Roman Reigns doesn't go on Twitch and start saying some crazy things because that's going to look bad for them. I can understand that. but And I can see why a lot of people have changed their names and usernames um, on Twitch and that, like Paige and uh, Xavier. But to take it from the downside, where it's completely different than what we're doing, that is, I mean... Mm. My understanding is, uh, and I'm not defending it either, um, is that because part of their downside covers... um, media appearances and fan meet and greets this is sort of replacing those um but that doesn't really hold uh, when we get away from covid and they're able to do those and the contract still exists and says that this counts towards your downside so it's mm. it's you know I, I think the um yeah it's just not on is it you can't defend it really no you can't and on that sour note we end the new section Fantastic formatting as always here at Cultaholic. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. Come on. In condescending... Thank you. In condescending order from last week, uh, Borat, 28%. Bit of a shocker there. Not percent, these are votes. I forgot to put the percent thing on, sorry. Sorry, 28 votes. Oh, getting into bed and then taking your socks off. I saw much, much unimpressment, that's a word, uh, from these two last weeks. I had a lot of people tweeting at me and going, yes, this is awesome. Or even it's better, a, it's a or even better, people going, I've never done that before. Let me try it. Matthew, oh, I do declare. <laughs> thank you very much for the heads up. 61 votes, but, oh, gutted. Chris Jericho and MJF, last week at AW Dynamite, 63 the thing is, I, it, it, you were in the lead yesterday because I, I checked it yesterday and before I went to bed, um, yeah, you were you were like 10 votes ahead. And then I checked this morning just as I was putting the notes together for the podcast and you were behind by one point. So I thought, okay, I'll give it another couple of hours just in case he can make a big last minute comeback. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, you get up until the, the recording time, don't you? Do you? I, okay, right. As long I as they followed know, the rules, know. this is very <laughs> yeah, two thousand. This is very. Yeah. Bu- this is very George Bush and Al Gore, and I'm not sure. Oh, I, like it. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say, uh, but no, you, you, you. Uh, the the margin um, got worse for you. Um, you lost by two votes. Well, three, I guess, for for the win. Mm. But um, those people are obviously mental, deranged, like yourself, Matthew. It's not a thing. Um, and I saw <laughs> I saw all of the comments saying, "Oh yeah, that's brilliant." Matthew's really. Um, really on on point there uh, i assumed those were sock puppets of yourself because <laughs> nobody <laughs> could get that into taking their socks off in bed i don't understand have it. you still not so you just talk about how you've been flagging Do you you've not been across? sleeping very well i haven't been sleeping you're having well, issues yeah. and you said that last night you went to bed it's on yeah. stream you went you did go to bed i did get a bed you yeah. still you still haven't tried this no but why well, i, I 
No, I haven't. I haven't. I saw one comment saying that maybe it's because Jack and Adam don't have especially hairy feet. I don't have very hairy feet. Do that's true. No, I don't. I've got a little on my big toe. Do you have quite hairy feet, sort of? Not like. Uh, Could you get them out? Not like Owen Henson. We're not getting the not, feet not out. For of fr- the not for free, Pachini. No. <laughs> um, not like Owen Henson's hairy, but there are hairs. Yes. Okay. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Maybe it's that's the, it. Do you think? Then. Do you think I, that's I what it is? It. Is it the polyester? brushing against your little tootsie hairs i mean i would have tootsie hairs i would have said it was a body temperature thing but that makes sense if you've got hairy feet then yeah they're going to be naturally temperatured maybe that, maybe we got a lot of, i i would assume in fact that we've got a lot of hairy footed viewers and listeners just from the people that i've met at wrestling shows they look they're, they're quite often very hairy aren't they and i'm sure that does extend to their feet mm. i've got a bit of body hair i'm not i'm not having to go to people with body hair i've got a little tuft there Little little uh, tuft on my lower back, but not hairy feet. Not yet, anyway. I wish I had the tuft there. Oh, mine's not impressive. Is it not like no. a bit action hero? Oh, okay. No, it's Fair definitely enough. not a bit action hero. Okay. Fair. It, it's all right, Jack. Uh, your soul good. is hairy, so it's wonderful. <laughs> and there are we're some. talking about... <laughs> I heard. Don't worry. Just kidding. <laughs> we're talking Get to about bed, you. again. It's fantastic. That I came second. We're spending all this time talking about the thing that didn't win. Jack, yours won. Chris Yoko and MGF being uh, all best buddies. But I are bet. They? I bet Dynamite helped that. If the votes swung that yeah. late on last night's Dynamite, will have helped that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Good show. As the winner of last week, Jack, what have you got for us? So during lockdown, me and a couple of the guys from work have been. You know, occasionally getting together on Discord, playing a few online games together, that sort of thing. Um, and one of the games that we've got really into is a game called Golf With Your Friends, which is a fantastic game. It's just mini golf. It's really simple. You click and drag and, you know. And Pachiti the other day was like on Twitter, don't know what I'm streaming tonight. And I suggested, semi-jokingly, Golf With Friends. Or Golf With Your Friends, the real name of it. And... Uh, other things won out, but then Richard Tubman, who uh, who edits this very podcast and is listening now, um, he replied on Very Twitter feet. saying, "He replied on Twitter saying, oh, I was surprised you've suggested this. Didn't realize you wanted to get embarrassed in front of an audience.' Ooh, them's fighting words, right? Uh, so this week or last weekend, we played a private game of golf with your friends, and I just walked like absolutely wiped the floor with everybody. I've never played golf with your friends like it before in my life, in my entire golf with your friends career. And I've, halfway through, I realised, <laughs> wow, what a brilliant game this is when it's all when wow. it's all clicking for you and it's all firing on all cylinders. So I'm nominating golf with your friends and also throwing down the gauntlet and also as well. I've got to express disappointment in the rest of the Discord group because halfway through, I was like, someone went, Jack's miles ahead. I was like, yeah, no, it's going really well. And then the unanimous, the sort of consensus was, yeah, well, we're not trying anymore because you're so far ahead. I hate that. I know. They took my glory away. It's That happens cheap. in real uh, mini golf all the time, doesn't it? If you go and play mm. mini golf and somebody's like a fair few shots behind, they start taking the piss, whacking it as hard yeah. as they can. So shame they get, on you, they Richard, get really drunk Owen, and go, Andrew, They get really drunk and go back James. to the hotel at 9 yeah. p.m. Yeah, some of them do as well. How oh, dare you, Jack? That's a completely untrue story. It was 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked. Good job. What, sorry, just to clarify, what was the thing about jumping? Because I, I the, oh. you left me CC'd in on those tweets and I yeah, didn't know what any for... of you were on about. I just well, ignored them. Can, I just I pressed mean, like can... and then yeah, muted yeah. it. So we play with jumping on. So if you tap the, uh, if you click the mouse, your ball jumps. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you can jump over obstacles and stuff like that. Uh, that and I'm better with jumping off. So I'm more of a purist when it comes to yeah. golf with your friends. So I, the first time I ever won, and I only won my first game like the session before this one where I was destroying. That was with jumping off. So all the other lads were like, jumping on's the way to go. And I was like, you absolute disgraces. Like they've got no respect for the, the gentleman like nature of golf with your friends. And they want just jumping on. Click a button at any point, the ball will jump. It takes away so much of the game for me. And that doesn't so, count as a, a strike, a, a, what's it called, a, a stroke? What, no, what's no, it, when no, you hit no. a ball, it doesn't count as a hit. When you, it doesn't count as an extra hit. It's as the ball's going along. So if your ball's going along towards the hole and there's a wall in the way, you can just jump the ball over it. Oh, that's bollocks. Tell, I yeah. know. Thank you. Thank you very yeah, much. I'm with you there, Jack. Thank you. So Idiot. Golf With Your Friends, anyway, is the my nomination. Great game. Uh, and I feel like I've hit the next level of my golf game, Golf With Your Friends game. So with really jumping buzzing off. about that. Was jumping on when you won? Oh, I won with jumping on and off last oh, time. Oh, that's better then. That's was, even better. Yeah, yeah. I beat them at the, But they weren't trying, so it's fine. Yeah. Pathetic. <laughs> Fantastic. In, t- in two weeks, took you to become a purist. Like, really <laughs> I'm gatekeeping golf, golf yes. with your friends. <laughs> I'm the moderator of the subreddit, and I'm just banning <laughs> everybody. Yeah. So remember, if you are going to play Jack against golf, it's a farm destination, no jumping. Oh, he doesn't want to play it. <laughs> and I'll go next, because I don't have... To be to everyone else, Stockers aren't that impressive, but uh, Cineworld, the cinema chain, has just announced that they're closing this week. Uh, right now, sadly, the employees have no clue what that means, if it's going to be for the simple future, forever, ever, or until you know things get a bit better or they get some government assistance. Until then, they're closing this, well, by the time this, this podcast comes on the air, it's probably gone by now. So I went, even though COVID's a thing and everything else, and no bugger wanted to go with us, to see the 2020 re-release of Akira, uh, the classic animated film from the 80s. And why was the 2020 re-release of this film? Any specific reason? Why, yes, it's set in the current year and it's also the year the Olympics were going to happen in Japan. So there was that thing of, ah, oh, okay, so we'll get decided to re-release it, reissue it and everything. So I went there and had a lovely time because they played it as loud as humanly possible. And it's just got this huge booming soundtrack, lots of stuff happening. Mate, it starts off, it's all silence, and shows the Tokyo getting bombed. And then it's like, boom, and these drums kick in. It's just like, Christ. And, mate, it was awesome. Loved it. But I just want to point out, it's not necessarily going to see Akira or anything else like that, but just because there's a lot of pleasures now, not just taking your socks off in bed, that we're going to have to say goodbye to for, you know, until to be confirmed. And one of them's going to go to the cinema. Uh, well, Cineworld, anyway. I'm, I think the Everyman Cinema is still open in Newcastle, and there's the other one. But yeah, for now we've got to say goodbye to things and one of them is just going to the cinema because we're appreciating the things that we're taking for granted are going for a while. Um, yeah. Like so we, your, we your pick is going anymore. to the cinema so. rather than the film Akira? Yeah, because I want to win. And yeah. uh, it's weird. There's a, there's, I'm sure I'm not going to say, well, I mean, if you haven't seen Akira, you freak. People don't like that. People go, you know what I like? Going to the cinema. People go, oh, I can relate to that a lot more than watching a, a, a kid's oh, film from the 80s. So... Going to the cinema. Nice. Thank you again. It's an all right pick. It's going to win. Yeah, it is going to win. Well, it will win until, you know, two minutes before the voting ends. But uh, the other thing, a quick shout out. Sorry, Jack. Sorry. Quick shout out to a friend of the podcast, Ross, for uh, recognizing me and saying hello. And I went, all right, bye. And and took a photo of him just to say, like, thanks for all the work because, like, any other place, uh, be it shopping, retail, call centers, or any other menial job that people take for granted, 
often people who work in these cinemas don't get the credit they deserve for dealing with people's crap. And I just want to say thanks for that. Took a photo with him, said, thank you, mate. Best, best look and everything. And they messaged me on Facebook a few hours later. Oh, thanks for that. And I was like, oh, I forgot I had you on Facebook. That was a bit weird then. But yeah, thank you for being cool with us, Ross. So That's sweet. What are you going to say, Jack? I was just going to say, it's a great one. You, you are probably going to win, like Adam said. So I just feel like we maybe should ban picking things in future that are common answers in a GCSE foreign language speaking exam. Go to the cinema, go to the library, go to the swimming pool. Very general stuff like that. I feel like we should buy it. <laughs> yeah, I beat so it. Just, just realized what an arsehole I sounded like halfway through <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, you're um, right. Things that but general like your things. See, see, see. General things, you know, like the concept of music. <laughs> All right, yeah, fair. Totally. I did once nominate water, so yeah. <laughs> did it win? No, Matthew won with sparkling water, I think. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, that, that the war's never going to end. <laughs> the, that, hairy, sure. the hairy-footed section of Cultaholic mm. that goes to cinema and drinks sparkling water. Yeah, anyway, I've got off long enough. You got that. I, I saw a tweet today, and I can't remember the exact wording, but it really sort of epitomised the the way I think we're all feeling at the moment. Is that? Um, and this sounds so melodramatic, given the fact that our grandparents have lived through world wars and whatever. But it, it does very much feel like sort of all the fun has been stripped away, and we're just sort of existing at, at the moment. And it, it resonated with me a little mm. bit um, because, yeah, it does. It doesn't feel like uh, you, you know we're, we're really pissing lucky as well we've got the internet and we can stay at home and watch the telly and all that but yeah it doesn't feel like it's we're not good for the soul and... though it's no not good it's for not the soul. you're right you're right we're going to be um, out there a bit more speaking of good for the soul my nomination is uh crime watch so <laughs> crime watch <laughs> for those um who didn't grow up in in the uk crime watch was a show that ran on BBC for around 30 years. It got cancelled a couple of years ago, fronted by Nick Ross. Um, sometimes it was Sue Cook. Jill Dando was on there, who was, of course, um, murdered. Um, and Crime Watch is a show that recreates crimes. They do reconstructions of crimes um, using as, as many of the original people involved in the crime, not the criminals, because that's who they're looking for, um, as well as vehicles, property, all that sort of stuff. Why are you shaking your head, Matthew? No, it's just you, the way you matter-of-factly say, well, they really have to do as many people as possible. Uh, not the people who did it, because they're the people they're trying to catch. <laughs> well, that's the idea of the show, and this is, this is why Crime Watch is so important, and the, why cancelling Crime Watch was such a, a travesty. Essentially, I think it should have been sort of national service to be watching Crime Watch, because you never know who's going to pop up on there, who you know. And it had a really big viewing audience, and then that dwindled as the years went on and it wasn't the same show especially when nick ross left it's it's brilliant and i've some youtube user has uploaded like 150 200 episodes of it and i've literally no exaggeration since the beginning of lockdown i've watched every single one of them dating back to i think 1986 how many have you watched there what how many have you watched uh, there's one a month um, not not all of them are on there, but like they're they're about fifty minutes a piece, and the updates are on there. So like an hour later in the night, you, they go and they go. Well, we've had some interesting calls about this wrong one, including two names and two people have named the same man. So we're coming for you. It's, <laughs> it's really just a brilliant, brilliant show, and it actually does a lot of good to society. Getting these bastards off our streets. 
um, and the fact that they've scrapped it. And I know we're in the social media age now where you can just get like the the police can just whack a photo up on Facebook and everyone goes, oh, let's joke the job or whatever. <laughs> um, but this is important and it's so beautifully reconstructed and it, I, I just love the program. I love crime documentaries anyway and cri Crime Watch felt really unique and so I'm only doing this because I think if enough people get behind it and I'm not saying don't vote going to the cinema but I'm saying if enough people get behind it we might be able to get Crime Watch back and I know that's what people really <coughs> want when they're listening to the podcast. Crime Watch. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good one. Thank you. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, for f and as you're one about of the this, people that I'm having a go at, then you little yeah. hairy-footed loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it, you're missing out because you don't know somebody that the maybe is close to you might have been on there doing a really despicable crime, and they might be free because of you because you didn't watch it. So that's the, oh. selfish. Uh, the oh. best bit of Crime Watch is obviously the reenactments. That's the best bit because the acting's often suspect. Um, I was in Dublin once and turned on the hotel TV and Irish Crime Watch was on, which was another level of comedy. It was absolutely fantastic. Also, the areas of Dublin are split into numbers. So it's like, there's been a thing in Dublin 12. That was a Belfast. That was a Belfast. You've done it again. I've let myself down badly there. It doesn't matter. Irish Crime Watch was brilliant. And oh, they named check that out. Different bits of Dublin. Like there's been a car robbery in Dublin 12 or whatever. Yeah. Right. They they still do, I think, sometimes Crime Watch Roadshow, which is fronted by a guy called Rav. But I just find him quite pompous and annoying. So I'm saying, bring back Nick Ross. He's, he's like 72 now, Nick Ross. Hell of a broadcaster. Hell of a man. What's Crime Watch Roadshow? Is it like Antiques Roadshow? But <laughs> yeah, no, it is. The they, go from, they go from what? town to town where they'll, like, they'll station up near a crime. They'll have the reconstruction... Um, to, to play and then they'll be there but sometimes people mess with them and those people should be imprisoned as well sometimes people drive past and honk 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 hey rub you dickhead and all that sort of stuff and that's not on so I'm, I'm saying bring back the studio version of Crime Watch and let's catch more criminals and lock them away do you reckon Barry George was innocent Matthew? Barry George sorry remind me the man who was a uh, Wrongly convicted of uh, murdering Jill Dando. Oh. oh, oh, of course. Well, you're you're an expert on this subject. Uh, I've never heard that. I've never looked at the Jill Dando thing. The only thing I remember about the Jill Dando thing, other than it happening, was Peter K trying to do a joke about it a week and a half after it happened and uh, getting booed off stage. That's not Did like he? Peter K. Yeah, Peter K does a Peter K does a famous bit on Crime Watch, which is very well received. Does he? Yeah, oh, he, yeah he, he does more of that. I remember, yeah, actually, yeah, you guys. Yeah, when he's like, he talks about how they're not allowed to swear, so you've got lads in balaclavas going, put your hands up, you melon! <laughs> yeah. That sort of yeah, stuff. Fair, that's yeah. fair. Oh, that's it. The, the one bit PDK used to do where he said that he was uh, in, I don't know, like a garage or someplace, and some people came in and went, all right, all right, everyone, get down! And said so he was that <laughs> terrified, he went, what, do you mean dance? And his mate pulled him, like, get, get down, Peter. <laughs> this is one that just joke where he's in the he was he was working in a cinema and Oh yeah yeah someone went, mate, screen twelve's buzzing. Cheers, I'll tell the manager. No day again, I'm not Barry Norman. <laughs> oh god, now we're reminiscent about Peter K we've become oh, Peter K. But um, was yeah. yeah, exactly. It was a long time ago when Crime Watch was on TV. Uh, no, I've never seen it. And as you've been talking about it and setting the scene, you do that very well, Pacitti, with your scene setting. I have had the casualty theme in my head. 
It's only now stop it going. Wait, no, I haven't seen. That's How does that go? Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, really great. How much go? Uh, what is that? Sirens and then helicopter noises. No, the bill came to me. That's the bill. Oh man, I can't. I can't. I've, I've listened to it hundred fifty times it? recently. It's really now. iconic as well. <laughs> and uh, the, <laughs> and the, as the years went on, and they tried to like modernise it, they added like a load of bloody drum and bass or something in the background, and just ruined it. Obviously, Barry George is interesting. You'd like Barry George, Matthew. He once jumped a bus. No, sorry, six buses. I think it was on roller skates. He convinced a load of people uh, to put on a show in a stadium. The guy's a nutter. Um, the, he convinced a load of people to, that he was a stunt man and that he was going to jump six buses. And I think he broke both his ankles doing it. Never never even trained. He just did it. He's, he, have a look into but, it. I'll stop talking about Barry George. Yeah, but, well, two seconds. You can't just drop that in the conversation. How many buses did he manage? Six. He got over them. Just oh, so he actually did them? Because, them bro- well, he didn't, re- he didn't land it very well. The, it's on the it's oh. on the internet if you want to have a, have a watch. Steve Powers was his alter ego. And Barry... What's his name? Barry Bulsara. What's Freddie Mercury's real name? Bulsara. He said he, that he was he was Freddie Mercury's brother. He just <laughs> and he used to go oh. by Paul Gad, which is the real name of uh, your mate from Brian May. I hope not. No, oh. not my mate. Oh, it's Gant. Sorry. Yeah, not no. Gary Glitter. He used to go. Oh, by no. Gary Glitter's real oh, name as well. No. And appeared in court as no. yeah. So oh. those are the picks. I forgot when yours even bloody was. <laughs> Christ. I really um, derailed that more than I even normally do. I'm really sorry. Whoa. Isn't the isn't the heartbeat theme tune brilliant as well? I was just I thinking. Remember. It's just a brown eyed girl by Van Morrison, isn't it? My baby misses. Oh yeah, it's a great song. Great song. My brown eyed girl. It's similar to Brown Eyed Girl, yeah. It's a Jimmy Hart version. Anyway, uh Christ, more variety than a, a, than a box of chocolate roses here. And what? Don't matter. No mind. Uh, my joke was very good. Anyway, Jack has... Golf with your friends. Is that the name of the game then? Golf with your yep. friends? Golf, with, Golf your with your friends. The game that you can stream, you can play on uh, Twitch, you can do whatever the hell you like with it. Just don't jump. Uh, mine is <laughs> going to the cinema because like the Tyrannosaurus Rex, it's an endangered species. And... I'll save you 10 minutes of talking. Crime Watch, the famous TV series from the 90s. 80s, yeah. 80s. Is that far back? Into right? the 90s. Into the, Into the 90s. Iconic. Into... Bring it back. Yes. What he said, these are your three amazing picks. I know, I know you want to vote for all of them at once, but that's not how voting works. I'm very <laughs> sorry. You can vote for these by going to patreon.com. Forward slash Coldaholic. Please ignore the laughter in the background. This is a very serious category here. The Coldaholic <laughs> Wrestling Podcast. I thought that was good. I liked that. I know you want to vote for all of them at once. It was really daytime like, TV. It was brilliant. I'm trying my best. It's you like... host Crime Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew does Crime Watch. crime mania Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cue the music. <laughs> Just crime, CCTV crime, footage crime, of crime, robbers crime. slipping over as they're trying to leave a house and stuff. <laughs> diddly, diddly, diddly. Eight-bit music going on. Wait, Patreon.com. No, no way, no way. Some lad runs out of a council estate. Just, he's got a bicycle. 
Right, Matthew's out of action now. Yeah, Patreon.com slash Cartaholic. That says, this week in the wrestling, it's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah, this week in wrestling. Now I've got Smackdown, which is good now. Start off with Jey Uso and Roman Reigns talking in the ring. And this was lovely. I wonder if, uh, there's no fancy descriptions this week, by the way. Sadly, the Control-C, Control-V thing of uh, the website prevented us from doing so. But we had the lovely rant here, and I think Jack would appreciate the M. Bison tones Roman mm. Reigns was given off here. He went, but I love you, Jay. All I wanted was to have you on pay-per-view and get a big money deal. And for that, all I wanted was you to call me head of the, the tribal chief, the head of the table. I don't think that's too much to ask. Like, loving it. Yeah. Anything it's just else so to add good. to this? No, it's just so nah, good. Yeah, he, yeah, he's just nailing it. They, like it, it said it last week, but it's just it's just flawless stuff, isn't it? It wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Uh, Jay sort of defeated AJ Styles to show that, no, no, that wasn't a one-month thing. He's going to keep on going at him. It's cool, uh, that, isn't it? Interesting. Got, yeah, yeah, I think it probably signifies that AJ is is getting drafted, which is to be expected, obviously, like with the Paul Heyman stuff as well. He'd probably prefer to be on Raw. Um, but yeah, it's it's oh, big. It sort of feels like maybe a little bit of a hard reset for for AJ. That's that's it. And maybe he'll pop up doing something a little bit different on Raw. We'll see. Mm. I can see it. Didn't damage him at all though, did it? It's AJ Styles. You can't really damage him at this point. And it made a sorry made Jay uh, feel like a, an even bigger deal and someone sort of worthy of the main event spots that he's been getting. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Otis defeated John Morrison. Seamus defeated Shorty G, and then there was some stuff with Riddle, Dorado, Metallic. Um, I skipped all of this. Like, maybe he's getting drafted too, and maybe they've got ideas for him, but I I couldn't believe they did. I could believe they did that with Shorty G. Of course I could. Wait, what did they do again? They squashed him. Seamus Seamus had beat him in about 90 seconds. Seamus has been beating him for about a year now. (laughs) Yeah, it it doesn't mean anything. It it didn't help Seamus. It certainly didn't help Shorty G. Um, I just, I didn't, I didn't get it. I couldn't believe it. Because those two could have a really great little match as well, couldn't they? Mm-hmm. And they've had all right ones in the past. And yeah, it just felt like a, a waste of time. It just, it served no purpose. Mm. Shorty G getting drafted to Velocity. And then uh, <laughs> after an inadvertent collision between Kalisto and Dorado, it appeared chemistry issues were about to undo another Lucha vi- Oh, good. Here's some of the description. Lucha victory. But Riddle was there to save the day with a crushing bro Derek on Cesaro to get the three count. The wind couldn't cure what ailed Lucha House Party. <laughs> no, it doesn't say As, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't changed these. I promise I haven't changed these this <laughs> I believe week. Me, I believe you. Because no human being could write this. As Lince Dorado confronted Kalisto after the match while tensions continued to boil within the team. Ooh. I thought these guys would have split up by now. They've spent more time arguing amongst one another than having actual matches this year. But well, well, who cares? And then the main event, Sami Zayn defeated Jeff Hardy for the... No, not for the... To retain his IC title. I only caught half of it because that's when I got kicked out. <laughs> but, oh. but yeah it's a really good main event I thought oh man they're gonna hot shot the belt back to Jeff aren't they and that, that'll be it I'm, I'm optimistic about Sami Zayn now as champion I think he's gonna get a nice little run and it was a it was a nice little match as well hmm. and then we're coming to the big show of the week NXT take hour 31 and let's go through the matches NXT North American oh champion. sorry first of all it was in the new Capital Wrestling mm. Centre Mm, beautiful mm. look, and I prefer it to the Thunderdome. I like the um, I like the slightly less bright monitors because at the mo- the Thunderdome is 
the, the audience members are really in your face because like the contrast is turned up to a thousand percent and they, it's just it's very very vibrant for want of a better word but the the, the faded out crowd i think it looks brilliant i like the commentators <laughs> we'll get to that <laughs> you know what mate i'd actually forgotten about that thank you for reminding me how did i forget about that but yeah i think it looks they're doing what they can with what they've got and they also let some actual fans in and it was nice that the one rule for them all was for god's sake put your mask on and as soon as damien priest and gargano coming out for the first match there were people there in the front i think only row with the masks off so thanks Thanks, people. For it would have been so easy to fix as well, like because during one of the video packages, they could have just sent somebody round, just going, "Put your mask up, put your mask up." It's was, it was pretty annoying, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, Damien Priest defeated Johnny Gargano. Uh, it's a Gargano match. No, that was I a good, loved that was it. A good match. I, lo- I think Damien Priest is class <clears throat> now. Matthew, I know you don't like the Gargano template, but would you not agree that maybe in the first match of the night it's all right because you've not seen all of the things before? I'll get to it in a minute. Uh, Kushida defeated the Velveteen Ooh. Dream. Uh, man, he absolutely slaughtered him. I mean, you might say he torpedoed him. Uh, it was good <laughs> oh, to my see. word. <laughs> good to see Kushida being, he's back, he's getting a push, he's destroying people. Yeah, he's great. Like the, the, the aggressive. <laughs> Jesus Christ, go on. What do you mean? He torpedoed him, like like a submarine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fire torpedoed torpedoes. him, if you're an American. That doesn't work at all, actually. <laughs> Uh, yeah, NXT Cruiserweight Champion Santos Escobar defeated Isaiah Swerve Scott. Really good show for Scott. A lot, lot, uh, lot of false finishes in that one. With uh, I can't remember his name. Is it someone, the Ad- Ashante the Adonis came out, helped Swerve Scott a little bit. Uh, so it's nice to see a bit of a spotlight on someone else. But then, even though I enjoyed the match, the finish was a bit weird when he hit his, the back of his head on the exposed thing, which I don't even know if we'd seen be exposed. I don't remember we'd seen it exposed. I I quite like the finish. Fair enough. Because I I can't remember having seen that before. Not on the outside of the ring there. True. Worked for me. That that is true. I just think Escobar's very cool as well. Love him. Yeah. And XC Women Champion Io Shirai defeated Candice LeRae. Yeah, it was a good match as well. All the matches were good, I think. Yeah. And then we had uh, the return of Tony Storm, who returned just via the computer screen, like Holly from Red Dwarf. And then, wouldn't you believe it? Meow. Your Uber Eats are here. Oh no, wait. It's returning Ember Moon. Poor Tony. <laughs> yeah. Why did they do that? Why could Tony have just come and done the same thing on Wednesday? Yeah, I don't know. She <laughs> should have was, done. What was that about? You know what? And the, the worst thing about that is it sort of says it all that um, Tony came on the screen and I was like, oh, okay, that's really cool. I like Tony Storm. That's great. She's in NXT and all that. Uh, and I'm like, right, guys, I'm, I'm live streaming at this point. I'm gonna, just going to go for a quick Jimmy Piss and go and uh, have a wee. And then I come back and then Ember Moon's coming out. I missed the whole bloody thing because oh, I thought that you? was it. I thought that was the lot. And I'm, I'm a really big Ember oh. Moon fan as well. Yeah, um, it's great excited. to see her back on NXT. First of all, because we didn't know if we were going to get her back at all because the, the severity of her injury was meant to be really bad. It was an Achilles thing, right? I think it was an Achilles thing, and I, I, apparently, like she, that could have been a career ender, and there were various reports circulating that it was. Um, so it was cool for that, but more importantly, she's she's in NXT where she'll actually be utilized properly. I don't know if she'll be women's champion again, uh, NXT women's champion. I, I don't think she needs to necessarily, but they obviously had no idea what to do with her. 
um, <laughs> on main roster. So yeah, it's, it's really cool. And she's she's so good. The Eclipse is just insanely cool. Yeah, mm. nicest wrestler I've ever interviewed. I think. Oh yeah, I forgot you talked. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Really lovely, lovely person. She was great. Yeah. Well, you know when nice. you ask the que- you know you always ask the question like what would your dream opponent be? And they always say like everyone says like either Shawn Michaels or Ric Flair. <laughs> That's pretty much the answer. She said she wanted to be in a intergender six person tag match alongside Funaki against Too Cool and someone else. And I was like, That's brilliant. Oh, That's the answer Rikishi. you want. Maybe Rikishi was involved. No, it was another. Oh, it was six another man, yeah. No, I think it was like Lita or someone. It was her versus another woman and a tag team of men. And she's got Funaki and Taka in her corner. Nice. And I was like, brilliant. That's, That's amazing. That's a great answer, yeah. Such a good answer. Yeah. That's the interview where my mic was too close to my mouth, so you could just hear me breathing heavily. It's awful. <laughs> so you're very good at wrestling. <sighs> it was, oh, it was so bad, man. So bad. I had hay fever as well. I think it was in the summer and just oh, no. <sighs> devastated about that. Do you have very feet. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to bed, right? Do you get in the bed? And then you... <laughs> Speaking of sweating and heavy breathing, NXT champion Finn Balor defeated Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> Woof. Beautiful. Just Beautiful segue. 25 or minutes so of two two men beating the piss out of each other, bleeding from the mouth. Very impressive until revealed Finn Balor's actually sustained a broken jaw and apparently the match was supposed to go even longer, but he went, nah, my... my my jaw's been broken. We're going home now. I didn't even notice that until people start reporting it. Uh, thing later on, we'll talk about in NXT. Uh, highlight of the night for me was that match. It was probably was one it? of the matches yeah. of the year. Yeah. Very, very good match. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, this reminded me again why I don't put pay as much attention to the NXT as I used to because Priest Gargano, Escobar Scott, and Ugree Shirai Larey, they all had the same structure to me. They all had the same, oh my God, he's gonna. they're going to cheat or someone's going to interfere or there's going to be a diddler falling from the roof or something. And then, oh, that's the end. Oh, they kicked out. Oh, and then the person got up, hit their finisher. Oh, that's going to be the end. Oh no, the other person kicked out. And then we got the finish. And wrestling's at its best when it has variety, rather like our Hall of Fame pick this week. And there's just a lack of it when there's got five singles matches and they've only got two match structures. So... <clears throat> Uh, like I said, I'm not too negative. I did enjoy Kushida beating up Dream and Pala beating O'Reilly. But yeah, NXT just needs that extra thing. I'd... And maybe they'll do it at Halloween Havoc later on this oh, month. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that's that's not, a, that's not a takeover though, is it? That's just a standard episode of NXT, yeah. I think. It's just on a Wednesday night. Middle of the week. Yeah. yeah, which is a shame. That's weird. It is weird, isn't it? But then Starcade's oh. a house show now, so... yeah. But uh, NXT can do variety, or they used to be able to, because my favourite yeah. takeover ever is, like many people, is New Orleans, which had a big ladder match, that Gargano Champa really personal main event with all the kickouts and everything, and it had Roderick Strong joining the era. That all happened on that show. It was loads of different things in a different way. So I, I don't think it's that they can't. It's just something's changed a little bit. It's weird. I'll agree, Jack. I actually put this in my top five takeovers ever. <laughs> I, I really, really That's enjoyed right. it. And maybe I'm just simple in that I really enjoy false finishes. Like <laughs> I, I, I find them exciting. And you're right, the, the structures of the, the matches, they didn't vary too much. But I was invested enough in the matches that the false finishes got me and they got my heart pumping. And that's to me, that's like what being a wrestling fan's all about just sort of not knowing who's going to win getting excited if your guy wins 
so, being upset if if your your guy doesn't win. I don't, I don't know. I, I I thought it was a really strong show. Fair enough. Oh, well, that's fine. I'm glad you enjoyed it. By the way, Good, I'm not yeah. like, if I didn't like it, you can't like it. Shut up, no, of course. No, it's, different of course. strokes for different folks, right? Exactly. But Jumping talk about up. your heart pumping like that. I mean, that might be the reason why you can't sleep very well. Uh, <laughs> now going to Monday Night Raw. Drew McIntyre confronted Randy Orton. Oh, good. Here we go. Got, got the copy-paste here. Monday Night Raw kicked off with The Viper, who addressed the WWE Universe from the Legends Lounge, which has capital letters, so I assume that's a real thing now. Recalling his ruthless attack on the elderly oof, WWE legends. Oh no, I did change. And that. Christian, yeah, yeah, no, I did, sorry, I did change that one. Elderly legends and Christian, yeah, sorry. Oh, McIntyre, McIntyre pounced on the apex predator until he was pulled off by WWE officials, giving the Viper an opening to slither away. Much better. Pulled off was in there. The I pulled off was genuinely in there yeah. as well. Yeah, the Americans don't have that expression, so they say no. pulled off a lot. Bash at the Beach is a funny name as well. I remember it was in a video with Jen, and she said it, and for the first time ever in my life, it clicked that Bash at the Beach is a funny term. I couldn't stop laughing. She was mortified, Jen. She's like, stop it. It's not even that funny. It was funny. She it was, was good, Jen. Uh, did you know, it's a fact I often forget, that they were thinking of changing the location or the name for the 1996 Bash at the Beach to The Quake at the Lake. Yeah. <laughs> and that would have been where the NWO like formed. So <laughs> well, the quick of the league, ninety six. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Asuka, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke defeated Zelina Vega, Natalia and Lena Lena Lana, beg your pardon. And uh take a guess, take a wild guess you can see Raw. <laughs> Who do you think took the pinfall on this? Lana. Right. Another guess, completely related to the first one. Who do you think then got dumped through a table for the third consecutive week in a row? Lana. <laughs> yeah. Whose husband whose husband has been on AW Dynamite for four weeks? Lana also. <laughs> wow, I don't know how you do it, Jack, but <laughs> anyway. uh, Drew Gulak dressed as a janitor to win the three four seven title from our truth. And he later dumped it back in a dumpster where it belongs. Oh no, hang on, I mean he uh, won it back again. <laughs> Funny stuff. Oh, dear. Uh-huh. Seth, Seth Rollins and Murphy defeated Dominic Mysterio and Humberto Carrillo, the new tag team of uh, who are currently 0 1. Oh, yeah, Carrillo's back, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Murphy clobbered a mid flight Carrillo with a knee to get the win. Very good, very impressive, by the way. Love that finish. And after the match, Rollins confronted his disciple in the backstage area, giving Murphy until 10 p.m. to apologize for his actions. Murphy didn't apologize and even put a timer on the screen. Uh, didn't apologise and ended up getting laid out by Rollins. Mm. It was just Arlie, just another euphemism there. He confronted him in the backstage area. It just sounds. <laughs> oh man, this is how we're going now. And then Alia pleaded with him to stop, and Rollins retreated, maybe mm. to the Legends Lounge, <laughs> the base of WWE Battlegrounds. Yeah, any thoughts here? Nah, not really. It's just going on, isn't it? It's a weird way of turning Murphy face, but. Yeah, uh, Rollins beats him up four times and then Murphy responds to once. Mm. It could work though, couldn't it? Like, not not the, the storyline itself, but Buddy Murphy is good enough for people to cheer for. Oh, there's no crowd, is there? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is... Because Seth is going to go away for a little bit soon if he... Uh, the thing, and this seems... Yeah, I mentioned it last week, but a bit of a passing of the torch. And I, Once again, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Yeah, I don't like the story that much, but... 
it could be good for Murphy in the long run, maybe. Mm. And it's good that they're investing in him enough that, you know, they think that he, I don't want to say he could be the next Seth Rollins, but he could take over that, that position maybe while Seth's away. He could, he could do, he could definitely do something. It's better to do it if Rollins has gone away than not, than not, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Bray Wyatt gave Kevin Owens a warning ahead of his battle with The Fiend, who is, of course, a SmackDown dude. So I could be a giddy and go, wow, guess who's getting drafted? But, you know, I'm actually all right with them building towards stuff for the draft rather than just being a complete, com- you know, fresh bit of paper to write stuff on. And then, you know, oh. as the Black came out and kicked him. Are we getting... Do you think this means we're getting Drew versus Fiend for Mania? Oh, I saw it more as Kevin going over to SmackDown. Maybe oh, Fiend Kevin will go. And, oh. I don't know. No, it could, it could be either way. I agree with you, Matthew, by the way, that we do build to the fairly obvious draft picks because then the random ones feel more... They're more surprising because there are fewer of them. If it's a whole night of just random pick, random pick, random pick, I think that's less impactful than you seeing where a few of them are going. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, well said. And then Keith Lee and Braun Strowman's exhibition match ended in a double countout. And that's why oh. I think Owens will go to SmackDown because he's doing sod and all on Raw. Mm. And it means Braun Strowman will come over to Raw because he's doing sod and all on SmackDown. That's is, Owen, is Owens a Paul Heyman guy as well? Oh, yeah, he, did. he was high on him, wasn't he? So maybe he wants him... I know that Paul's not in charge, but maybe he's got some influence over there and wants him yeah. over, I don't know. Mm. Need someone to protect him from AJ Styles. <laughs> WWE Tag Team Champion, Women's Tag Team Champions, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler defeated the Riot Squad. Sorry. Yeah. Some other stuff happened. But the important bit of Raw, Mustafa Ali unleashed retribution on the Hurt Business. It was him, Austin. It was him all along. Go yeah. On, <laughs> what, sorry? I was just going, go on. Oh. you got something to say. So does this mean he was the hacker, or is this? I was about to ask that. Yeah, yeah I was just about to say this. It's the one thing that everyone, it's the no, it's the one thing that's dominated. It wasn't. It wasn't people going, "Oh my god, Ali's the the leader of retribution." It was everyone going, "Can we get clarification on the hacker thing?" Oh, piss. oh exactly, Jack. Exactly. Timing <laughs> on that. What, did I, what was it? Was it when I swore? It, it was everybody going. Oh, right. and then you I, went, I went, is everybody going, oh, piss. <laughs> no, we missed the bit. Um, no, it was everybody going, can we just get clarification on the on the hacker thing, please? And I don't know, if, have we not, we've not had it yet. We've not had clarification. No, unless no. he's done something on social media that I've not seen. No. Okay. Hmm. I've not seen it, but Jack, I'm with you because... I almost thought in my head, people going, but was he the hacker? I went, no, no, he can't be that because he went on Twitter and said it wasn't him. And then the thought <laughs> occurred to me, he could have lied. <laughs> <laughs> the bad stuff, Ali. Not Ali. No. Oh, man, you can't trust anybody nowadays, can you? Oh, I'm going to put a bet on Go now on. that five quid, if anyone wants to take me up on it, that Ali is going to make this work and they're going to get over. Because, so. Matthew, you up for a little little wager? Yes, but I'll say this to all the young diddlers watching, bet responsibly. This isn't a responsible bet. Well, you're not betting responsibly here because I agree with Adam. I think Ali could make it work. You don't have to take. Oh, the bet. oh no, wait, wait. What? what? What do we mean? Can make it work? We'll get, get over and be it? enjoyable to wa- watch in the short ah, term. That's subjective. <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, okay. Because every week you can come on here and go, I like retribution. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> yeah, Dave Meltzer gave it minus five stars, but I give it plus five stars. Yeah, screw him. <laughs> what, what criteria? What criteria <laughs> would you assign to it then? I like it though. Winning a title. Oh, yeah. Winning a Ali title. Has to be, oh, win a title. Yeah, win, win US title, Bobby Lashley. I think you've done yourself in there. 
I think oh, it will no, be like with the help of retribution because they're going against the business. By when? By mania. Oh, in a month. By, by mania. mania. Bloody hell, mate. We'll be dead by then. By um, by or at Survivor Series. Deal. Yes, all right. Oh, it's happened. on. It's on. If, I, he, if he gets a title match, five is it any, English pounds. You've got to win it. Got to win the title. Is it any title, right? title or is it just the US? It could be any title. Any t- I'm saying it's any title. 24-7, If he gets a title match, that's going to be a tense watch. That's going to be oh, a real drama. That's going to yeah, be great. Yeah, for that. Yeah, I, I think he's going to make it work because, well, you remember back to the, the promos that he was doing on, on SmackDown out in the, the snow um, when he was uh, on, yeah, on, back on SmackDown, what, a year and a bit ago. Um, mm-hmm. They were really good, and he sort of just did them off his own back, and he said that he didn't really have any help from writers or anything. He can just make stuff work. I guess the problem is if they give him that creative freedom. I'm optimistic. Five quid. Yeah. Next week on Roy comes out in a suit. I don't owe any of you an explanation. <laughs> yeah. See, this is what we do here, Kalolik, and me and life and wrestling. If it's not that much good, we'll make our own fun. Five English pounds. I'll bring it in next week. Randy Orton, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode defeated Drew McIntyre in the Street Profits. Uh, I'm not interested in the match, but I'm interested to read the description. The WWE Champion had the Viper in his sights for a claymore until Robert Roode forced him to take his eyes off Randy Orton. McIntyre <laughs> dropped Roode with a claymore, but he turned round into an RKO that gave Orton an all-important victory heading into their WWE title match. At Helena Cell, October 25th. Big momentum win. Hashtag building momentum. So, this shouldn't have. The main event should have been the Retribution segment. Well, the main segment should have been that one, surely. Mm. Mm-hmm. They can't have all the things. They can't have Bobby Lashley win. No, that's not right. Mustafa Ali win up, whatever. Bet we said. I've already forgotten it. Um, it's a shame, though. I think they did the Ali thing. So, we can try and ignore the fact that we are getting Orton versus Drew in Helena Cell. No interest mm. in it at all. Mm. Uh, they've wrestled one too many. Well, not just one too many. They've wrestled several too many times, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. AW Dynamite. Uh, the FTW Championship match. Will Hobbs versus Brian Cage. Cage wins. After, oh, it's just normal. After the match, Taz said either Hobbs can join Team Taz or take a beating. And now he picked option C, which is Darby Allen making the save with his skateboard. Now... I'm glad they made Hobbs look good, but because he looked good in defeat. But mm. I don't. We criticised WWE for it. It's kind of got to criticise AEW as well. I think Darby and Team Taz, their feud's gone on for too long. Like Darby's beating Ricky Starks now. I kind of wanted that to be the end of it. But Taz every week will be like, "You'll get yours, Darby," and you know it's happened again. So I don't know. And also, Darby's running was almost like a Kevin Nash running. He was so lazy. What well, did he do? I've not seen Dynamite. <laughs> he just. Week. His music hits, and normally when his music hits for for, his, for making the save, he either skates down or like just flies down the yeah, yeah. like the ramp. And he just walked out with his board, got in the ring, and he's next. He's looking at Starks and Taz, and they both just go, "Oh, you no!" And they get out <laughs> the ring, and I'm like, "It's Darby Allen, and there's two of you, <laughs> and one of you's huge." But he's got a skateboard. Do you remember getting skateboard. trucked? Yeah. <laughs> so then he. He just kind of, and he doesn't even like wield it at them or anything. He just kind of goes no. like, yeah, you better run. And it was very lazy. It was weird. Very straight. It, it seemed like, I described it on Graded as, it seemed like both he and his opponents were sick of this feud as well. Right. Yeah. You know, I the match was, like the that, match was The match was decent, though. The match was decent. 
that is good. It's like, oh yeah, like you and one army, Will Hobbs, and then you know Darby Allen the skateboard. Yeah, just yeah. pushed him over and gone. All right, well, guess we're gonna keep getting. <laughs> Uh, AW Tag Team Championship match, The Hybrid 2 versus FTR. FTR wins with a sweet superplex splash combo. Do you know which tag team used to do this in WWF? Oh, I almost said power and glory there. And you'd be right. Uh, to one of the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks kick the cameraman backstage after watching the camera like this behind the shoulders, mm-hmm. which I guess was another jab at that WWE company that they... You may have heard of. And then FTR appear as hot dogs on the Tron. And FTR versus best friend set up next week. A lot happening here. I know that you love Jack Evans, Jack. Oh, do you? Think I thought you did, didn't you? I thought you big up, big up on Jack. Um, I think he's been around for a long time, hasn't he? And he's yeah, does loads of flips. Not he particularly. Does. I don't mind him. Yeah, oh, why sorry, not? Bro. Yeah, love Jack Evans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he was a bit ragged here. He was a little bit sloppy here at times. Uh, I also really didn't like the bit where, like, a minute into the match, FTR go and do their heel. Oh, we're walking out. Give us the belts. We're leaving. Well, that's not what FTR would do. I didn't no, think that was true. very in character. Um, and then, and then, uh, you know what? I didn't like this segment either, really, because I don't like the classic WWE style Photoshop gag. It never does it for me. Yeah. Apart from Jericho saying that Ben was going to fight him on a, on a boat and all that, that was a good one. But that's the only good one I can ever think of. Yeah, uh, this yeah, is no, the one. With well, the one match that I saw because I like FTR matches a lot. Um, and I, you know what? I didn't actually pick up on on that. Oh, we're going, we're getting out of mm. here, sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, that's that's totally not what it's about. Like the, the whole concept of the match mm. is giving people the chance and, and then beating them in twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't pick up on that at the time. And yeah, the hot dog thing. I don't know who finds that funny, but it, it wasn't me. They're cool enough without that bollocks. Best friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't need yeah. to be doing that. Yeah, why is went, that? Why, on, why is it weenies? Because Orange yeah. Cassidy called them weenies last week. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah, right. So but then, but then they came out and Trent went. If you don't understand why, it's because you're weenies. And Michael Hamflit from What Culture tweeted saying, "Just because your joke's crap, explaining that it's crap doesn't make it good." And I replied saying, "I've been doing that for about five years, and it's been all right for me." So. <laughs> yeah. You need to start saying weenie more. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And it's even worse when it's done so po-faced in AW when they're like, ah, weenies, ha, ah, it's a bad joke, ha, 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 we told you it's a bad joke, ha, buy the t-shirt. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I get you. So yeah, still like FDR and some of these tag teams, but uh, we'll move on, shall we? Because we're the positive podcast. I think that the thing is that they're building, because they did the finisher and Jim Ross made a big deal of it being like, oh, that's a... That's a, not a nod in the direction of, but that's them calling out the Young Bucks. Oh. So we know it's going to end there. So every other team uh, that faces them sort of maybe doesn't, it, it, you can't get too excited about it because it's all uh, building to the Bucks. I'm I, surprised, Pachiti, I'll just say this, that they're having them as tag title matches every week. Mm. You have to earn it or something. But anyway, what yeah. was saying, Jack? Well, the Hybrid 2 won matches on Dark, apparently. But yeah. but um, I think that JR just went rogue a bit when he said that. I think he was trying to be clever. He, he hammered but it yeah, home, though. He said it a few they, times, I think. He did, but they do, that, uh, they do that move in a lot of matches. And he's never once... Uh, it's because right. they finished the I... match with it. But when he said it, Excalibur, I think, just jumped on it to try and agree with him. And they just invented it. That's what I thought. Right. Anyway, you might be right. But I, I took it as JR saying it and then Excalibur backing him up to make it seem real. But I don't mm. actually know. But okay. when have the Young Bucks ever done just a simple splash? Yeah, they it's do. Be at least a twist. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I though, think... You might, you might well be right. I don't know. 
I think Jim Ross is at this point now is just that granddad who says things that are completely untrue. Like, oh, we all know the world's flat, and yet they do, and you're like, that's right, granddad. That's right. <laughs> You're so right, you know. Uh, Jim Ross actually got a good line in this when he described Jack Evans as a little dog that has been bred on a diet of Mountain Dew. And yeah, something like, yeah. That was, that was good. It almost made up for the fact that he forgot Ricky Stark's name uh, three seconds <laughs> that, into eight. That was deliberate, I think. I couldn't tell because he went, it's Ricky... Uh, Whatever your name is. And then he went, yeah, he's a great up-and-comer. <laughs> like, no, so I went, put him over after, like, forgetting his name. I went, oh, well. I think he was trying to be funny. He called him Ricky Skaggs, who I Googled, and is apparently a famous bluegrass and country musician. Oh, for God. Oh, but that I resonates mean, I don't, with the audience. But That's I know, good. Well, I don't That's know strong. that. Yeah, <laughs> what a weenie. <laughs> that brings yeah, us to but... one of the reasons to watch this show. The dog collar match for the oh. TNT title. Cody versus Mr. Brody Lee. Brim and bloody, it says here, and I agree. After the match, Cody, Cody cuts a promo about how everyone thought he might be bad, but he's definitely not. He's just dyed his hair, or undyed his hair, I guess, and he's a lovely chap. Orange Cassidy versus Cody is next week for the belt. So, uh, I mean, match first of all. The match was amazing, though. I really liked it a lot. Uh, I liked the... Um, I, <laughs> First of all, I was sat there watching and thinking, how long before someone bleeds? And then John Silver gets knocked off the apron and comes up pouring with blood. I was like, that's two seconds into the match. <laughs> From one they shot. Had, there were so many things that Cody puts in his matches that more often than not pay off as storytelling. He's very, very good at putting matches together, especially when he's the face. And uh, and Greg Valentine was in the crowd as well. <laughs> Just sat there looking thrilled. <laughs> Greg Valentine. So when we've all been to like WrestleCon or whatever, Greg Valentine's at all of them and always looks like the most miserable. <laughs> and he's just sat there and immediately after this big moment, it's the big finish, and they cut straight away to Greg Valentine going. <laughs> you know, like every chip shop woman in Bishop Auckland. <laughs> Johnny Scraps with a dog hen. Uh, but there was loads of good moments though I loved the RKO when he pulled him off the apron into the cutter that was mm. class um, and even bits even it was all silly and overblown and ridiculous like Brody Lee kicking out of one and stuff like that but it was still I really really enjoyed it did you also enjoy it Matthew or have you seen it yet Adam no I didn't I've seen the backlash online because I covered it in the news uh, yeah, today what? and I've, oh, I've, seen, I've seen clips of it I've seen all the blood and I've, I've seen gifts and all that but I haven't watched the full thing I don't know why I chose the FTR match over that one to watch is this the uh, backlash over Cody winning Cody, right. like Brody being a transitional oh. champion but I would argue that it's really elevated Brody um, regardless of, of the loss and it's you know what people were having a go because it wasn't on pay-per-view it's, it's a TV title isn't it it's, that's where it gets defended right? it's the TNT championship yeah so. And you I, not I think reckon, it's fine to pay off there. And do you not reckon that it was a bit of a last-minute call to give Brody the belt anyway because Cody had to go and film this reality show? Yeah, probably. game show. Yeah. So then it's better for him to have been absolutely squashed then because it makes Brody look great. Yep. I think it's... I think it's I've not got a problem if, with it. If Cody had come back and squashed him, I'd understand oh, the yeah, criticism yeah, a lot more, yeah. but that didn't happen. No. Arn Anderson got a spine buster in as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Putting put oh. the spine on the Alex Reynolds, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to wait and see where it goes. Um, because yeah right now it's like oh given building momentum as we were saying beforehand yeah him killing Cody was awesome and some people think it takes away from that like Cody would get dare get his heat back on the company he like co-made and it is kind of funny right now it's like oh no I lost to Brody Lee because 
well, I need to go film a show, don't I? <laughs> oh, well, show's been done filming. I'm back. Hello, Belt. Did you miss me? But we'll see where it goes. Uh, I enjoyed the match regardless. And it was certainly better than, you know, the never-ending story of Colt Cabana and Brody Lee. Will they get together? Will they win a match? Will they... Whatever. So... And that's that. Big Colt's swole versus Colt's, Serena Colt's in that Sorry, Colt's in that tournament now. He might he win. Is. What he did he do to get that? No idea. <laughs> uh, the, the sympathy vote. The unseeded <laughs> one. Uh, Serena D. Big swole via Serena D with a rolling elbow. Nothing I saw you giving big praise it. to this, to, to Serena oh. Deeb. Was she was she good in this? Me? Yeah, she's a great wrestler, obviously. She, just the first opening minutes of it, she was just tying Big Swole in knots and rolling all around the ring with her. And I was like, she's so good. The match itself, the crowd were really dead after that dog collar match. But Serena Deeb's phenomenal. She's great. I imagine uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine was bringing a lot of energy to the room. So once he gone... Well, he was getting the crowd excited. He was up there. Yeah. Going, yeah, yeah, he's loving it. Yeah, he, he was on Twitter going, this should be on pay-per-view. Just bollocks. <laughs> and the main event, 30 years in the making, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Dr. Luther and Serpentico. Of course, look, it's a 30-year anniversary match for Chris Jericho. I'll allow it. I mean, what yeah. what is it's wrestling if you can't wrestle your mates on TV? It is In funny, the main though. event. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's very fine. Yeah, right. fine. But it's funny, like, yeah, they are like, Dr. Luther, he did so much stuff in Japan. And you're like, he didn't. Not really. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's not, a, he's, a, he's not even a household name in his own house, Dr. Luther. <laughs> but he's Jericho's mate, and he can wrestle his mate. 30, that's absolutely fine. If it's, you know, Bobby Heenan. He's not sorry. even a household name in his own house. Will you yeah. stop? <laughs> Good lie, though. So Jericho picks up the win with the Judas effect, and after the match, Jericho starts talking, but is cut off by MGF, who unveils Clownico Le Clown. <laughs> And I thought it was going to be Frank the Clown for a few seconds. I went, yeah. no, get yeah. away. But no, it was a different clown. Um, give Jericho a frame picture of MGF, which Jericho then smashes MDF. over the head of the clown. MDF. I was hoping no one picked up on that. Of oh, the oh. MDF, that was the frame it was made of, MDF. Nice. Jericho says he hates clowns, chastises MGF. But it's just a rib and the two high five and hug as all the baddies come out to celebrate Jericho's third year career. Well, Saturday Night Live style credits were all crediting Jericho for everything. <laughs> Which was yeah. really funny. I, I saw the end here. I've seen everything from the, the clown unveiling onwards. And it was uh, really like those, those credits when they it was, it was it's, it's, it's a joke that's been done before, like so many times, the whole credits and uh, the, the some fool taking responsibility for everything. But when they're celebrating and they're working the hard cam with massive smiles on their faces, pleased as punch, it was really funny. It got me giggling. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Yeah. Well said, um, and I like the fact that Joker has a book with apparently every single match he's ever had listed. That's the yeah. uh, Jericho book coming out. Hopefully it'll be good and worth a read. Oh, wait, he's, he's actually flogging it. I thought you just meant he kept a diary. No, the actual book coming out. The, oh, uh, wow. And what? And he, he dissects each match? I don't know if he dissects it, because I imagine if I'm him, I'm going, I don't really remember this at all, yeah. like several times, but we'll see. I mean, someone else can review it. We can tell each other. Because if he's just released a, releasing a list of matches, that's just that's just cagematch.net, isn't it? Maybe, yeah. maybe, <laughs> Copy, paste, maybe he uh, talks about some of them in more depth, maybe. Yeah. There's like significant yeah. ones. You'd that sounds you'd like fascinating, though. You'd like to think, anyway. Yeah. Um, I really like how they're drawing on other... Because I was getting real Festival of Friendship vibes from this. Mm. with But with Jericho in the Owens role and MJF in the Jericho role. Because there was Friendship the Clown as well, wasn't there, at the Festival of Friendship? Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then the frame picture. It's like The Rock and The Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just... And then there's... I won't say who it is because it's a bit of a spoiler if it turns out to be true. But I've seen people suggesting online that there could be a mole in the inner circle as well for MJF, which is really good as well. So, whoa, I know, I know. That who's going to be the Who's going to be the face when it all kicks off? Jericho's got to be the face. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's got to lose as well. Okay, it's <clears throat> fine. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. But you've said <clears throat> that, and remind me about the nation bit. It's not that bit, but it's another episode of Raw when Farouk's wrestling in the ring and rocks at ringside's in the nation. He holds up one of the giant pictures of, <laughs> and so he blocks the match. Let's <laughs> remember <laughs> uh, that. It's the, the image that made me laugh. So AW Dynamite, some good stuff, some bad stuff. Has anyone else noticed this? I'm not sure if it's been brought up on the podcast or not. The commentators talk over Judas now. Oh. Like, even the bits, not all, like, maybe they'll have to talk over the entire song, but, like, they definitely talk over the bit where, what have I become? The bit that Sam used to sing along to, and it cuts the crowd singing it. And Jim Ross is like, well, Terry Funk one time gave me a blumpkin, or whatever that's on his mind. And I can't believe that they're doing that. It's, it's very surprising. <laughs> yeah, maybe they think they've got the mileage out of it, and that it's you can only do that for so long. But, yeah, I hadn't noticed it. Anyway. NXT, we did notice. Tommaso Ciampa defeated Kushida via DQ. Uh, Velteen Dream cut their battle short trying to take out Kushida. However, he well, errantly... Sorry, now I have to read this. However, oh, yeah, go for errantly, it. He errantly struck Ciampa instead. Bloody hell. Ending the match via disqualification, Dream gets pummeled on the outside and retreats. That feud doesn't need to continue. Kushida no. beat him so clean. Yeah, battered him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Torpedoed him. That's what I said. Thank you. Uh, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick defeat Ever Rise. Hilarious. The entrance every other tag team got, got me giggling so much. That entrance, the music is so funny. It's so like 
uh, royalty-free, silly bollocks music. And I, I normally the original odd couple thing in wrestling sort of doesn't do that much for me because we're seeing a lot of thrown together tag teams. But these guys are like, they're just they're just really funny together, aren't they? I, w- I want to root for them, and I, I like the fact that like essentially Damo's like he's going to be the big brute for a while and get fed up. And the, the finish was in power bombing Spud. I'm using their bloody stupid British names Whoa. there. Um, and getting the win that way. But eventually he's going to turn and he's going to start liking Spud for a bit. And that I, I think I think there's going to be decent comedy from those two. Because they're two that really get the comedy as well, aren't they? Yeah. That's a good question. What is your preferred uh, method for cooking a potato? Oh, that is a good like question. Chips, in a way. boiling them, boil, uh, jacket potato, hash brown. Love a hash brown. Depend, depends on my mood, but I'll go for... Classic roast potato. Oh, yeah. Goose fat. roast. Ooh. Nice. Lumpy nice. mash or smooth? Oh, because oh. spud. Right. I totally had no idea where this was going. <laughs> I, had no, I had no clue. Right, right, sure. right, right. It was the most intentional derailing. Yeah. I think we've I had to- in a while. I thought he was then going to come back with a retort. Like, we say an answer and he goes, blah, 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 blah. but no, I no. Uh, well, I've actually got an app that tells me that I've been talking about wrestling too much. And so we're losing the core audience of Cultaholic who needs silly bollocks. So uh, I would say boiled right now because oh. you get the boiled and it's all right. But then you get boiled and you get a, just a little bit of butter that melts like the adverts. It's like it's like the ice caps yeah. melting on this mountain of potato. Well, no, my potato's a bit silly. It's been so long since I've had a jacket potato with beans and a bit of cheese melted. Oh, on I had well. that this weekend. Did you? Oh. It was amazing. Oh, it's yeah, beautiful. it's been so yeah. long since I've had that. I might have and had I bothered soon. with the oven as well. Sometimes I just microwave the potato. To it's save best the time, when you but... when you oh, cook yeah, it. Isn't that it? Crispy yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 that crispy skin. Oh, that crispy skin. Rub the legs. Rub the legs. <laughs> Austin Theory defeated Leon Ruff, and then Desilumus defeated Austin Theory. What? Really? Yeah, he wrestled Theory? twice. Yeah. All right, Theory disposed of Leon Ruff in short order before issuing another open challenge, only to find the returning Dexter Loomis answering the call. Loomis beats him after a decent match, then gets attacked by Cameron Grimes. I'm glad he recovered from his injury, because it was nasty. It didn't feel like he'd been away for too long. How's it? No, it didn't. It really didn't. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. I love him. And speaking of injuries, sadly, uh, Ridge Holland defeated Danny Birch. Now, Ridge Holland, appeared at the very end of NXT TakeOver, it's like, wow, he's getting a big push. He destroyed Adam Cole and was like, coming for you next, me lad. And uh, had this match here, Danny Birch. Went all right, beat the governor quite offensively. And then Wonny Lawkin came out to help. Gave him a dive over the ropes, caught him. Mm. Rubble, 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 did it of one. And his leg just buckled. And he could hear the, the screams. And it's like, oh. And why is this? It's because life is cruel. Life often gets in the way of wrestling storylines and ruins things, so... Yeah. Horrible news for Ridge Holland. Uh, as of uh, the time of this video, we still don't know what the exact details are, but it looked bad. It looked they've like a no... broken ankle is what people are saying. Right. They've had no luck recently, NXT. With Tegan no. Knox again and Karrion yep. Cross, and now yep. Ridge Holland. And it's just been Finn as well bad. now with the broken Finn jaw. With the broken jaw can't yeah. even talk at the moment, apparently. Oh, really? Oof. Yeah. Wouldn't fancy a broken jaw. Mm. No? Surprises <laughs> me, Jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right, you're more of a roasty type, that's fine. Right? <laughs> Shoti Blackheart defeated Zia Lee. Uh, Shoti came away with another win as the host of the upcoming NXT Halloween Havoc. He put her away after a top rope sent on. Afterwards, Boa arrived to offer Lee an envelope. Lee appeared as confused as the NXT universe likely was. 
Okay, fantastic. And Matthew likely is. <laughs> yeah, reading this sentence on a high note. Well, that's not how you do it. And then Ember Moon and Rhea Ripley defeated Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Early in the night, Moon cuts a promo, interrupted by Io, then Rhea, then Rhea, but Rhea, that's what it says here, gets attacked by Dakota and Raquel. In capital letters, Pandemonium. Regal sets up a tag match later on the night, and Moon picks up the win for a team with the Eclipse. Good stuff. That was a lot of writing. It was Bruce Pritchard moonlighting on this show? <laughs> anyway. Cool. Any other thoughts on NXT? Uh, no. I feel like NXT are maybe on the cusp of starting to improve again, but we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how they fare um, with the draft coming up, because you've got to imagine that Candice and Johnny will will go main roster. Uh, maybe, you know what, now, I actually think, and as awful as this is to say, right, um, if they're going to do the Undisputed Era call-up, it's probably the time now, even though they just started setting up the storyline with, with Ridge. If it's a broken ankle, he's not going to be back anytime soon, and it's probably better to to do it now isn't it it, it worries really... me putting them on the main roster and everything but also before they split because there have been all the rumours of like Fish and Strong going and being heels and um, Kyle and Adam not I'd actually prefer them to be a unit like all on the same page when they make the jump to the main roster and then get buried they're going to get so buried yes they're too short unfortunately buried again remember again. that when they came over and they went, oh, this isn't working, and brought back on uh, NXT. Oh, with yeah. Cole and Champ, with oh, Cole, yeah. with their Champer and Gargano, yeah. Yeah. And everyone oh. else went, on the crowd went, wait, hang on, these guys have been feuding with each other for about two years. Why are they? Oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, Undo. Let's be Undo. optimistic. Ricochet's doing just great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he is. is. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so Black, Alistair Black's tweet. doing all right. Not really. <laughs> He's got You're a funny fun. eye. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. It's got Lars Sullivan, man. Everyone's talking about him. <laughs> that was the week of wrestling. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> now, so I'll have a little look in the mailbag. Hello, lads. I recently picked up Pokemon Go again after listening to Adam talk about how much he's enjoying it. I forgot how fun it was, and I thank Adam for reminding me so. With that, the question I have for you guys is which personality, wrestling or otherwise, influences you the most? The mm. influence could be their style, their interest in pop culture, or even their political leanings, among <laughs> others. Thanks for all you've done these past five years. Hope your day goes well. Uh, Ninad from India. Thank you very much, Ninad. Cheers. Appreciate the question. That's a good one, though. Any people in wrestling or otherwise that you know influences you? So just to get this across here, um, I am the influencer or inspiration, if you would rather, um, in, in that situation with Pokemon Go thing, which I've actually not played in about a week. <laughs> uh, I hope you're having fun with it. It's only because I've not been out of the house much. Um, I've, got, I've got one, so I put these, these questions together. Go on. Um, mine, um, it sort of covers wrestling, um, but I guess more so like performance art uh, and that, and it's uh, Andy Kaufman. Because like all of the all of the comedy that I really love now with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen coming back, uh, Nathan Fielder, Mark Wooten, um, they all have like elements of Kaufman's um, style in in their comedy, um, and I love everything that he he does. And essentially, I've I've been thinking like if 
if I were to go and do something else and there's no plans to or anything like that, if Cultaholic were to end tomorrow and uh, WWE copyright striked all of our videos or something like that, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> um, then uh, I'd like to find a way of monetizing that sort of trolling that Andy Kaufman did, but in a sort of digital sense. And I haven't quite figured that. I've had a few ideas that I'd like to do down down the line with just like little projects. And like the the girl of my dreams thing especially was just meant to be a little troll job and maybe make me a, a, a little bit of cash. Um, but I'd like to, yeah, find a way of bothering people for money. People that deserve it. <laughs> not not in a nasty way. I don't want to be a troll. I don't want to upset anyone. Just, I like winding people up. Uh, so yeah, Andy Kaufman um, is, is mine. He is, uh, when, um, quite recently, actually, in the past few years or so, I didn't really know anything about him, bar the, the Lawless stuff. But uh, since then, I've learned a bit about him and watched that Jim Carrey documentary, which reflects quite badly on Jim Carrey, I feel. Yeah. When he's the making of the Man in the Moon one, yeah. yeah. Well, you feel like you just didn't get it at all, because nothing against Jim Carrey, but apparently Andy Kaufman was well smartened up to the fact that wrestling wasn't real. Oh, and then yeah. he was part of like, you know, he, he was the perfect person for it mm-hmm. because he was good at tricking people. Yeah. Whereas Jim Carrey decided to portray that as he hates Jerry Lawler. And it was weird. It was a weird. I was watching a Jerry Lawler interview after the, it was the week following the death of Andy Kaufman. And he, uh, despite the fact that um, Lawler is the, Lawler is the baby face um, in, in Memphis at this time, of course. Um, and they ask him, oh, could, could you could you give a comment on the death of Andy Kaufman? And he, he's like, oh, I'm not the person to ask. Because I didn't like Andy Kaufman. Oh, K-Fate. And he, he, he kept it oh, up. And that's exactly what Andy would have wanted. This goes Fair against enough. the whole K-Fate. Me, me saying, oh, I want to troll people in a bit and mislead them. <laughs> I've, I've just laid out my plans here when Cultolic goes away. But. Well, well when, um, when I was learning a bit more about him, he seemed like a proper, like, like a bit of a genius in a way. Like, oh, yeah. Like, he... It was like the art of making people think that you're the stupid one, mm-hmm. but you're the knowing one. In mm-hmm. it's weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Strange. I think Andy Kaufman, like Dwight Morse, he wasn't particularly bothered if no one got it. And I think as I've tried to be do some Kaufman style, like when you make something intentionally bad, like he had that thing that's him on the moon when he would make it look like his broadcast was having transmission errors, so people go up to TVs and waggle the knobs and going, "What's wrong with it?" And he's going, "There's nothing wrong with it. It's in the TV." And even the guy then, the film's like, "Why is that funny?" It's like, it is. It's funny. And I've done that plenty of times, and it's just. But now we have like you know YouTube and people that see reacting and telling you, "No, that's I don't get it." And I've explained it to me. I hate it. Kaufman even did, and again, show him on the moon. He would read like, like you come out and do stuff like, "Do the bit." Do the bit. All right, cool. Recent tag. Tie a great Gatsby on stage until everybody leaves. <laughs> like, just two people there. As long as he was that having I fun, admire. that's all he wanted. Right. That, that I had, like, it. wow, fair play to you, mate. Um, so I'm going to say Andy Kaufman for me, but I'm just going to think, in terms of doing Cultaholic, uh, and this is going to sound sappy, but I'm being genuine, and sometimes I need to preface this because I've got such a toneless mouth. Jack is someone I've looked at. Oh, my Jack and word. Ross What's is someone this? who's influenced me on how to talk. What do you mean? Because well, when I started so? this, and I've said this many times before, I just started this, and I'm like, well, I have no experience. I didn't go to podcasting school, so I'm just going to be me, you know, an exaggerated version of myself. It turned out that isn't what people want from this. They need people <laughs> who can actually listen to criticism, slow down when they talk, emote, uh, try to engage the audience rather than just rambling like a drunk at a bus stop. And so I watched Ross and Jack in particular because I'll never have Pachiti's charisma and uh, 
oil slick delivery of things. But Ross and Jack, I'm like, oh god, they're human. Okay, I can at least try to be them. So I would say I like you the fact that you're bigging up Jack and burying me in the process here. <laughs> if I'm not human, sorry, carry but, on. Well, you know it's all a joke because Andy Kaufman, Kaufman exactly. fave. There we go, Kaufman fave. Um, and so yeah, and I think uh, there's times when I err from that, and people go, "Do you really hate Jack?" I go, "No." <laughs> It looks like you do. I'm like, oh, Christ. So I'd like to see Jack and Ross uh, just for the podcasting thing because... Oh, fair enough. I mean... Thank you, man. Jack, who's influenced you? Um, say Matthew, say Matthew. Say Matthew. Matthew, first of all. <laughs> I shut up. <laughs> I don't know. It, I'm not really one for... Um, I haven't got like one particular like comedian or musician or someone who I'm like, oh, they're the one. They're my favourite one. Uh, it's pro- I feel like when you're growing up, influence you're more influenced by your mates, and that's what mm. influences like what you're into and how you dress and what you listen to, and all that sort of thing. And then when you get a bit older, I I really don't know. It's a very hard question. Um, in terms of, in terms of, presenting and stuff, in my job, I think a lot of that came from from looking at uh well i always say this Amazing. what got me back in the- oh, looking at so the best delivery on the oh show is from God. the time twice oh there. My. Got it. the, 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 the oh. key a lot of that came from is where we got to a lot of that well presenting and stuff a lot of that came from uh looking at what what first got me back into wrestling which i've mentioned before was actually matthew botchamania and osw review and i just sort of thought don't be afraid to laugh at something. And I think that helped a lot. So I think I think the way that if something's bad, don't get angry about it. Like, just laugh at it. And I think that's really that really was a big turning point for presenting. So I'll go for, weirdly enough, I'll go for Matthew. Right, right back oh. at him. There he is. Oh, there no, this go. has rebounded horribly. I can only give compliments. <laughs> I hate giving them. Uh, also, shout-outs to Tom, because he's from a different division of what we're doing. We're, we're playing... Checkers, he's playing chess because he'd be doing radio for decades. Tom's so, a proper, again, Tom's an actual presenter. It, like, it's right, crazy. Right. He's an actual one. Are there any Twitter people that inspire you or encourage you? God, no. Not on Twitter. Christ. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I can't, I, can't, I can't think of anyone, no. Because there's loads of people on there who were incredibly funny and well uh, versed in what they do and typing out a lot of complicated stuff. Yeah. Trevor Dame, I want to say, he covers a lot of news and he just types in such a. The people that are able to take huge, complicated things and summarize it into a tweet, I really appreciate. Because there's many things happening in wrestling. I go, what? And as soon as an analogy or metaphor comes in, I'm like, oh, I get it now. Cheers, mate. Oh, I've got, I've got one actually on Twitter. A guy that I've, I've never met, um, but he's ridiculously funny. Uh, he's just so dry, and he does a, a podcast called Shane's Brilliant Podcast. Um, Shane Clifford, his name is, and no, nobody will know him. But go and look at his tweets because he's, he's just ridiculously, ridiculously funny. And he's got a bit of an Andy Kaufman style to him. He d- he does stuff which isn't like laugh out loud funny necessarily, but you you realise that he's having a lot of fun with it perhaps, um, and then it becomes f- funny. And he's very he's very self deprecating and just he's great. Oh, I'll I'll tell you who as well. Not in terms of influences because this is more recent. Like they're kind of doing it at the same time as us. It's not like they've been doing it before us. But I really enjoy uh, the YouTubers, uh, the Zach and Jay show who have some balls on them, those lads. Like, they sneak into events and stuff and just blag it and pretend that they're meant to be there. Really good. And uh, come up with a lot of good ideas. Like, you know that th- those villages in Derby that have that once-a-year massive ball game where they, the whole village, like, 
oh, goes yeah. in a scrum and tries to like push the ball to the mill at the end of the village. They went. They like take part in weird, quirky things around the world like that, like weird sporting events and stuff. Their content's so unique and so brilliant that I get quite jealous of it. I'm like, ah, oh, you bastard. And um, Max Fosh as well, who recently tried to find a winner of Takashi's Castle and got a decent video series out of that. Oh, I saw that. It's great. Really good. Yeah, really good. So there's a lot of people out there doing things where I think, how are you that creative? And it's very annoying. <laughs> but it's also it, it's also quite. Uh, quite an influence as well because it starts getting you thinking well how can I do that through the lens of what of what I do so it's quite it's quite good in a way as well yeah lots of good YouTubers out there I start getting into other things with the wrestling and stuff I'll be quick uh, like Josh Revel who does lots of crazy F1 stuff but the way he does it the videos are very entertaining even though I don't know that much about F1 oh I do so, uh, what's what's he called uh, Josh Revel R-E-V-E-L-L okay. I think you'll like his videos actually cheers anyway we'll move on to talk about how great other people are Topecon, something, something, diddle, diddle, etc. Yes, that's pretty much how these are going at the minute, these introductions. You all seem to enjoy my question from two weeks ago when I had you choose wrestlers' tattoos for each other. I didn't. I uh, blacked out temporarily and thought that Goldberg had Goldberg run his stomach because I got the oh, news yeah. of Perry Satin. Good job, wasn't recorded to put a podcast anyone listens to. So I figured I would give you a similar question. Oh, God, I'm already dreading it. Let's say the three of you got booked to make your professional wrestling debut at WrestleMania. And there will be a crowd. Oh, the only catch is your mates get to choose what song you come out to. <laughs> so that leads me to my question today. What entrance songs would you choose for the other members of the podcast to debut to? They don't have to be wrestling themes. Oh, good. Just whatever song you feel fits the person best. So Matthew chooses a song for Jack and then one for Adam. Jack chooses one for Matthew. As always, thank you for all you do. I genuinely look forward to the podcast every Friday. It's always a great way to finish off my week. Wishing you the best, like always. Trevor from Ohio, in brackets, said like the New Japan crowd. Well, Thanks, Trevor, Trevor, Ohio from me and everybody else here. Very much appreciate the love and the question. Cheers, Mel. Cheers. Okay. So I've had a think about mine, so I can go first if you want Is to. Is it rotten knees? You always said the bloody questions of. Okay. Go um, on, then. You go first while we think. So, like, let's assume there's a big. Um, a big, uh, like, open challenge or something. John Cena's got the WWE title back. Uh, no man is big enough to step up to Cena's challenge. You want some? Come get some. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> Jack the Jobber's name comes up <laughs> on the screen. Record scratch. Kinky boots. I love it when you wear my kinky boots. Back boots, to my roots kinky, with my boots. kinky boots. Oh, uh, what a tune! Escorted, oh. escorted, accompanied by uh, what was her name? Vulva. No, what's it? Nona. Nona. Uh, Nona, Nona. Yeah. No, Nona, yeah. Nona, and uh, Daz Sampson. Jack comes to the ring. Everybody is kinky gutted boots. because you've done the, the CM Punk tease, obviously. Uh, and then he's there with his with his kinkiest boots on. Like um, a player on the pitch, I'm a sexy bitch, I'm going to strut my stuff for you. What a tune. For Matthew, um, a thousand men, bearded, come out with wobble boards, and they start... No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no. 
John Cena's in the ring. He's back. He's, he's, he's the following year's WrestleMania. He's still he's, the he's, WWE he's champion. Beat, he beat, he beat me. He beat, <laughs> oh, yeah. Clean. Despite interference from Volva and Daz Sampson. No, no. Volva. Volva. Why can't say Volva? I can't remember the name. Uh, so he's there. He's open challenge. WWE title. No man's big enough to step up to the challenge. What did I say? You want some? Come get some. Uh, and then... Oh, and everybody's thinking, this year has got to be CM Punk, surely. Record scratch. We get it almost every night when the moon is big and bright. The original, not the re-release with the remixed version this year, because it's the oh. lamest song ever. I love the song. I love it. Of course it's I do. It's the, I can't think of a more middle-of-the-road uh, middle song than Top Loaders dancing in the moonlight, and it's you coming down. Top Loader are playing live, if you fancy it. But I thought that'd be a nice... It's better than Rolf Harris, isn't it? Now... Oh, that's where you're going with that, right? <laughs> well, who else has Wobble Pot? But if, the, but, but if the purpose of that... It would work for me. I would be the most hated heel in existence. But if the purpose was to get heat for Matthew, WrestleMania, a lot of English people go to WrestleMania. English people love two things and two things only. Botchamania and top loaders dancing in the moonlight. <laughs> so the combination of the two, everyone would be wanting Matthew to wipe the floor with John after yeah. that. That's yeah, a good so, just so they could hear top loader again. That's the, yeah, <laughs> that's the song of a, of like any British barbecue. Like it's just such, it's so good. Is it's it, a great is song. it, is it a crap a bit as well? Yeah. Is it just good? I didn't is know it was a cover. Oh, I, I, oddly enough, the Spotify, Spotify threw up the original the other day. Top loaders is better. It's not as good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love yeah, that scene Sorry, go on. I just love that scene in Four Lions when they're on their way down to London to like do what they're going to do yeah. and they're already tense and then it just cuts to them because Dancing in the Moonlight's come on and they're like, Dancing! <laughs> it just sums up what the song's like. It's brilliant. It's weird how that songs come on they know the hell out of you and then you don't hear them for three years and it comes on at 3am at Rise and we get it all every night. Oh, fantastic. Oh, yes, so... Well done again for your amazing forward booking skills, Pacini. Not only is fantasy world that you live in, you've booked not just one year ahead of WrestleMania, <laughs> but sorry. two years ahead of WrestleMania. Fantastic. Punk um, comes out the following year. There you go. Yeah, right. but no one believes, no one cares but about it. It's actually this time. Oh, it's actually CM Punk. Oh. <laughs> right. I'll go with, for you, who? I don't think you need a tease or a build up. I Which think. One? Uh, Pachiti, sorry. Okay. Pachiti, pronouns, pal. Pachiti, let's uh, just play the song and then wait and see what happens. And that's your big entrance. And it'll be, you know, obviously people will either have songs that fit them or they need to make build them up and with the ruthless aggression that we expect. So I would have War, Why Can't We Be Friends. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Because then if you come out and they don't know who you are, it's still like me coming out the freelo. It's just like the crowd go, Why can't we Freedom. be friends? Why can't we free- Oh, it's not free law, is it? Sorry. <laughs> Top loader. Yeah, you can't you can't boo somebody to that song. I'm a I'm a yeah. good oh, go on. Go on, everybody. Work yeah, we yeah. That's and a lovely song. You, and they're going like, oh boo. He goes, hang on, hang on, everybody. Why can't we be friends? Ooh, 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 ooh. There you go. Over and that's the match. Rover. Yeah, and for Jack, it's very simple. I can't think of anything else. Just that 10 second loop of Interior crocodile alligator. I drive a Chevrolet movie theater. What's this? What is that? You haven't heard that? Oh, for uh, God's sake. All right, well, never mind then. Um, what is it? I forget the name of the rapper, but it became this, this guy did this freestyle rap on the radio, but the very last bit came on 
and it was so out there that people like to do that that one loop. I get it. I forget. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Let's just pretend that didn't happen. Okay. Jack. <laughs> oh, in that case. Oingo Boingo, Little Girls. That's a nice song. Nice song. <laughs> the most embarrassing one you could possibly choose would be my actual theme from WCPW. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. The one, two, three, kid. That's me. Oh, oh. Is that the lyrics? Is that one of the lyrics? The one, the first lyric, the one, the one two, two, three, kid. One, two, three, kid. That's me. I'm on the run. You'll never catch me. I'm Jack the Jobber, babyface robber, something like that. Yeah, I'm famous, oh, for my, famous, famous for my thieving. Love a bit of that <laughs> in, the, in the ring. I've got it. You come oh. out and you've got a valet. She will escort you to the ring. Not a company. She'll escort you to the ring. Or well, a big, big one as well. ACDC's, she's oh, got the God. jack. Da, 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 da. She's got the jack. And it's you. You're the jack. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've got and it. you get in the ring and she's got it. Everyone's playing the jack, 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 <laughs> jack. Yeah, and there, and there you're going. I'm the one, two, three kid. Oh, man. She's got the jack. Da, da, da. Who's the valet? Oh, who do you want, Jack? I don't mind. I want it to be over with. Alli- <laughs> Alison Breeze. Alison Bree. Alison Bree. Alison Bree. Alison Bree. That's right. Oh, she had, Glow's She's a bit got a cheesy gr- for my liking, but Jack likes her. Glow's got a great theme tune, by the way. It's shooting at the walls of heartache. Bang, bang. What tune? Can I come out of that one instead? No. You want. Okay, uh, no, I can't. <laughs> but Jack, it is your turn. Turn the gun well, on us. What are you going to pick? I didn't. I already had one in mind for Adam, but for Matthew, it just came to me there. Obviously, John Cena's in the ring, whatever. It's the open challenge. It's Goldberg's theme for Matthew because of last week's mistake or the two weeks ago oh, mistake. No. And he comes out and has Matthew or Matthew tattooed on, <laughs> on his stomach. Um, so that's Matthew's one. But there's the big build-up coming out the locker room and all that. And on the way, on his walk to the ring, he does the Shockmaster through the thing. Cause oh, it's, yeah. Because it's a botch. Yeah. In fact, he can retrain loads, loads of famous botches on the way to the ring. Yeah. Slides under the ring. Yeah, like, like tires. tires. Yeah. I can get yeah. lost on the way to the ring. Yeah, like Jericho. Backstage. I'm like, where am I? <laughs> um, oh. Adams, the, honestly, this is just on instinct. I think the best one for you would be Flowers in the Window by Travis. Lovely song. Because it's just lovely oh. song. Not very wrestling-y, but that would be funnier if he's yeah. coming out now, now, look at you now. I think that'd be great. Yeah, it's, it's people flower, could sing it, along with that. It's Flowers in the Window. I like that one. It's one of the better ones, I think, actually. Yeah. Invisible yeah. Band. That's a wrestling mind. theme that you can bring home to your mum. Yeah. Rather like I was watching himself. him at the, uh, the Isle of Wight Festival. He wrote that song for his, uh, for his wife. Forgot oh. the bloody words on stage. He had to get down <laughs> into the crowd and go, what are the words? And I was shouting, oh, wow, look at you now, flowers in the... Didn't hear me. That's why. He forgot the chorus. No, I think it was the verse. Oh, thank God. When I first held you, I was cold. A melting snowman, I was told. Mm. I won't carry on. Go on. That's good. Thank you. That was a good question. I enjoyed that. I like that question. Let's move on to the next one. Hi, fellas. I wanted to start by saying that I absolutely love what all you guys do. My love for wrestling comes and goes, but I find that your videos and those wavering times keep me so well engaged and invested. I am one of those that will genuinely listen to the podcast having not watched a second of wrestling for weeks, in brackets, as weird as that may be. I don't think that's that weird, to be honest with me. Your fun-loving and carefree nature for the way you express opinion and also talk about yourselves is also very refreshing. As with most people born in the 90s, myself 93, wrestling was hot as poo until it wasn't. 
and I've never really had anyone to relate to with the topic since. Not out of embarrassment, such was the case in later high school, mid to late 2000s, but more to the fact that it's not a common interest in my friendship circles. So thank you. The manner in which you guys talk so often makes me feel inclined, sorry, included in a community I'd otherwise likely fallen away from. Nice. My question derives from WCPW shows, in particular the one at the ice ring in Altrincham, Greater Manchester. Oh, yeah. Greater, yeah. greater, greater Manchester. I was going to say, is that <laughs> pushing a bit there to Greater Manchester with a mulligan. I managed to drag along five friends who were huge wrestling fans in the Attitude Era, but I hadn't even seen an episode of Raw since. We had seen the it's most incredible night. It's a gamble. Plants were being sold in fours at a discount. Instead of oh. splitting them, naturally we bought four apiece about three times. And so right. we did the normal thing and splitting them. Wow. At the night, as the night ended, we got a tram into town. And upon leaving the tram, I put my brother in the clear, the cleanest of rear naked chokes. There's a strong chance he didn't fight back. But as a celebration, I decided to leap from the steps down Deansgate platform in Manchester, which is a fair drop and resulted in me taking about six inches of skin off my foot after oh. scraping it quite horrifically in a wall. Oh. I was greeted by a chorus of, Ways <laughs> on top of the personal shame from my mates, the rest of the night was ruined and I couldn't walk properly for around a month. <laughs> oh. So the question is more personal. What's your craziest or most embarrassing story after a wrestling night out? Cheers, JT27 from Manchester. Oh. Well, that just that, that many ups and downs as a heart monitor, mate. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> yeah. God, what, uh, thanks, thanks for bringing your mates along to the show. Though. That's a nice thing yeah. to do. I'm glad you had a good time. You would be, they would have been that group who don't normally go to wrestling shows, and all the purists are like, they need to respect what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even Cheering better, the good guys. Yeah, yeah. Right. even better. There, people are going. It's all right, but I've seen better elsewhere in progress. And then the ones <laughs> going, that was the greatest match I've ever seen in my life. So, wrestling needs yeah. these new piece coming in. Uh, but yeah, most um, what was the words? Most um, craziest, almost crazy. embarrassing story after a wrestling night out. Oh, so I've like, got, oh, go on, go on. I've got a similar one to to mateys there. Um, what was his name? Sorry, JT. Two letters. JT. JT. Big shout out to you, JT. Justin Timberlake. Uh, so I, I was after <laughs> that, <that's>, the, <laughs> that was so James Acaster. Big shout out to you. Yeah, fair play. <laughs> it was after it, it was after some wrestling show. Um, it was on the Isle of Wight because it was outside uh, the co-op in Ride. And I can't remember what it would have been, but I got to tell my mate Gant about um, Jeff Gant. Hardy and I was doing the Jeff Hardy dances. And you know um, you know the bike racks? They're like an like a upside-down U-shape. There was, there was a, maybe 10 or 15 of those in a row and I did the Jeff Hardy dance going across those, stepping from... <laughs> thing to thing stacked it completely and knackered my ankle for a month as well wow. the other the other one which isn't crazy at all but it always makes me laugh was uh following some wcpw show it's not this isn't crazy at all um it was elimination chamber night it must have been the night where bray won the title um and we couldn't do reactions videos for it uh and we were we were in the hotel lobby <laughs> Uh, watching it all crowded around a laptop there were probably about 15 of us there like commentators there were some wrestlers there who wanted to see the action 
Um, and first of all, we tried to get some drinks and we, we got drinks out of bags and the, the, the staff came over and went, sorry, you can't drink in here, the bar's shut. It's like, well, we're on our own. It doesn't matter, does it? No, you can't drink in here. And then 30 minutes later, the, the, the man in charge went, oh, actually, guys, I'm, uh, I'm quite tired. And then he just closed the laptop lid <laughs> of the elimination chamber and went to bed, leaving all of us without a way of watching elimination chamber. And so we just sat there for 10 minutes making conversation and went, yeah, I guess we should go to bed too. <laughs> and so we all just went to bed, didn't even see the, the end of the show. Not random at all, but it, it always... Oh, wow. It was... Yeah, it was ridiculous. That was a good night. We, you well, were there, right? You must have been there. I, I went to bed halfway through. I Did you, before the laptop then I, was then closed? I woke, then I woke up and I heard that before the main event, he'd gone, sorry, lads. <laughs> just, that's <laughs> the thing. That, oh, man. The problem is that whenever... I don't know if I can talk about... the. The minibus story is just the best one. But anyway... <laughs> you can t- yeah, you can tell it. Of course you yeah. Oh, the microphone, no. Am I still on? Yeah, yeah. I'm still... You can still hear me. Cool. Yeah. Oh, no, it was just that... It was just that we were waiting in the lobby to get driven to the next... <laughs> <laughs> no, the mic, what? It doesn't want me to tell the story. Fight it, shoot on it. Can you still hear me now? Yeah, we can't, we can't. We're really, really eagerly anticipating. No, it's because it's not even that. The problem is, it's not even that good. It's just it's another, the, you had to come be. On, we'll be the judge of that. We're waiting. We're waiting in the morning to get driven to the next show in the minibus, and it's our minibus was like presenters and a couple of the camera guys, and it wasn't the talent. It wasn't the wrestlers, right? So we're down there waiting to get driven to the next city, and the guy's gone right. I'll go and get the minibus from the multi-story car park. Just wait here. So we're waiting there for like five minutes. We're like. Mm, and there'd been a bit of an issue the previous night with the password for the multi-story car park, so there was all that as well. We're like, has he forgot the password again? And then we're waiting and waiting. The wrestlers come down. They're like, see you later, lads. They all get in their cars. They go, we'll see you in Sheffield or wherever we were going. We'll see you there. The wrestlers leave. We're still waiting there. It's been 30, 35 minutes by this point. We're like, where's the minibus now? And eventually we see through the multi-story car park, it's starting to come down and we're like, oh, there he is, there he is. I bet, I bet he's crashed the bloody minibus. And the minibus comes down and turns to the side and there's just this scrape down the side of the minibus. We're like, no, he actually crashed the minibus. <laughs> oh. And it, it was a rental, which was a, yeah. a shame. But that's the thing, all that all that's happened there is I've told the story about how someone scraped the minibus against the wall when he was driving out of the car park. But... It was a lot funnier than that at the time. It really but what had funny. happened? He just scraped it. That was it. It was just the, the, the build of like the, oh, imagine if he's crashed the bloody minibus. That he's crashed and then he, the minibus. And he, you see the massive thing and then he still <laughs> he came in and went, I crashed the minibus. It was one of those where like we were watching him come down and one or two of the lads must have seen it on the, the, the pass but like around the, and gone, I think there's something on the side of the minibus. And then by the time he got to the bottom, we we're all just like, what, what happened here? It was very funny. Very funny. But I felt bad for him like as well. Him. That's a good story, Jack. The one that comes to my head was... Oh, no, is that my story? I had another one. <laughs> go for it, Matthew. Oh, no. It. Oh, okay. Go for it. No, you go first to break it. All up. right, right. Uh, this could be the uh, refresher. This could be... <laughs> Chikara's first tour of the UK in 2014. They did with Fight Club Pro and some others. Staying at Wolverhampton in uh, that legendary hotel which looks like if you made a house out of Lego and then you run out of Lego midway through and you use Duplo for the rest. Oh, the Murder um, Hotel. Yeah, the Murder Hotel. Yeah, yes. yeah, I've seen um, the Murder Hotel. Probably seen it on Crime Watch, so Pachita knows it by reputation. <laughs> and we're there and 
been a long night, been up since 3 a.m. 2 a.m. Sorry, up 2 3 a.m. with guys like uh, the maybe almost her names. We were just having a nice night out and drinking stuff. And then I'm there in my little bed, which was bloody awful. I gotta say, it was such a bad place. Just awful bed. And then the fire alarm goes off. And your brain goes, oh, fire alarm goes, well, you only usually hear that during a drill. So it could be a drill at five in the morning, is it, Matthew? Christ. And then I get out and see people running. And I you actually pay attention. Fire exit here. I run out. I trip over the doors. I go out very oh. dramatically. And I've grabbed all my stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, Wait, running. Wait, grab, these... grabbed, you, grabbed your stuff? Yeah. It was right next to me. But, I mean, I didn't take anything out. It's like. It... It's not on that. Okay. So I, you know, I'm just coming to run out. You know, I can't see any flames. I'm all right. I can see it. Everything's cool. And I'm waiting outside. And then very steadily, people come out in various states of dress. Uh, the promoter at the time was not happy because many of the wrestlers uh, not only had not got their prestigious Chikara title belt, so if there was a fire, they would presumably you know, be smelted down. There's liquid gold around the hotel. Uh, and also many of them hadn't put on their bloody lucha masks at five in the morning to run out. What? And... Uh, it was pretty for normal reasons. One was the Brits would say at the hotel, like, oh, God, I hope everyone's all right. Because the fire engine came out and everything. Like, oh, God, people, are, it could be horrible. It's a proper fire and all this. You know, who knows what's going to happen? All the Americans were like, this damn hotel disturbing my beauty sleep. You know, I expect at least a, a, a mint on my pillow tomorrow morning to make up this inconvenience. And, and the funniest thing was one certain wrestler, her own name, came out in their pajamas, which was a... Batman onesie <laughs> in a shivering, cold, <laughs> raining night in Wolverhampton. And I took a photo with the Chicago motor. Them looking very upset and dumbfounded about what's happening. Fire into the background and me grinning like an idiot because I'm still drunk. Can you afterwards <laughs> tell me who that was, please? After the... After the show, will. Yeah. Give us a clue. Uh, he's no longer a wrestler. Oh, so that's okay. why I don't want to name him. So, Jack, what was your story? Mine's after... Uh, was that how you crashed a minibus? No, <laughs> mine's not after a wrestling show, but it's after the Bullet Club party in Tokyo, which counts, I, I feel, counts. Because um, it's the drunkest I've been in years. We It was one of the most surreal nights ever. Me, Sam, and Richard Tubman got invited to a meal with Tama Tonga in the Bullet Club, obviously, which was alluded to on a recent podcast. So now I'm going to talk about it, because you laughed at me for not talking about it. Um, and we go to this meal and it's brilliant. And then we go to the Bullet Club party, which is in Bad Luck Farley's bar. And I got so dr- Like we did our, Adam, we did our jobs first. And then I got very, very drunk afterwards. <laughs> um, and it gets to about midnight. And Tubman, the least drunk of the three, very sensibly is like, lads, we should probably think about going soon because the tube or the sub, the metro is going to shut soon. And taxis are like well expensive over here. And me and Sam are like, yeah, 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 sound, yeah, sound. Stay another hour and get more drunk. And I'm like, don't really want to go home, yeah? And then me and Sam like talk to Tubman and we're like, mate, we'll pay your third of the taxi if we stay, which we shouldn't have done because it was very expensive and annoying. But he's like, all right, fine, we'll stay then. Get more drunk. And then my night starts to go into like bits and... I mean, being in a tax... Because also, there was lots of very, very nice people there who knew who we were and were buying us drinks and stuff. It's easy to get very drunk in those situations. And then we filmed the intro for the interview we did with Farley after the interview itself, which we had to scrap because I'm way too drunk in it. I'm like, hey, guys, this is the intro for the video <laughs> with Bad Luck Farley. 
And then we get in the taxi and I remember sitting in the front and leaning over and nearly falling onto the driver and the gear stick and stuff. It's bad crack. And then trying really hard not to be sick because I thought if I'm sick in this taxi, he's going to charge us loads of money. Get back to the hotel. I've made it back. I'm like, great. Absolutely brilliant. Go to the toilet. Don't even need to go to the toilet. I sit down on the closed toilet seat and then... About half an hour later, I'm still there, apparently. You just get woken up by a knocking on the door. And I'm like, what? And it's Sam or Richard saying, like, we need a we need a wee. Can you hurry up, please? And I'm like, yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. And I go to get up, and I'm covered in sick. And I'm just Ugh. like, oh, no. In this tiny little Japanese YMCA bathroom. You don't even I, remember vomiting? No, I don't even remember being sick. Quite dangerous, really. Yeah, it is, don't you? Yeah, I'm glad I was sitting up. Um, on the toilet? Yeah, so I cleaned all the sick up with the towels and then prayed <laughs> that the cleaner didn't get too disgusted. Because we like, I just stuck, put the towels in the bath and turned the shower on and tried my best. It was so bad. Um, so that's the worst state I've ever been. That's the worst night after a wrestling related thing. I love that the drunken cleaning stuff up thing. Like if you've ever made a mess when you're dry, I remember spilling a bottle of red wine on a, on my mate Ben's carpet at home and then going oh yeah no that's right you you just need to put white wine on it white wine didn't work so ended up emptying his dad's whiskey all over (laughs) (laughs) really expensive bottle i got such a bollock it had to pay for Uh, it my pocket money (gasps) still getting pocket money at 17 years old fair fair see i never got drunk back at home uh waited to move out to do that but the one time the first time my brother came back drunk as out uh I thought my mum would kill him. I thought my mum would like, just like, I don't know, just bury him in the back garden after he did. But no, apparently he came in and he was so bad. All he did was like go up and puke in the toilet. And in between puking, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And she just kept on handing him like bits of bread and some glasses of water for him to drink to get his head. Oh. Like, sorry, bleh, eat. Sorry, bleh, eat. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, oh. oh so I thought I need to share that. But um, it came up in my head and I said it. Those were some good stories. But guess what? There's our last question. Imagine oh. if Saving Sunderland wasn't a stream, it was a blockbuster movie of Jack and Owen as superheroes running around with capes solving crimes in Sunderland. I think that would be really good. And his question is, thoughts? Question mark. <laughs> Cheers, Jack Coyle. Thank you, Jack Coyle. Wow, thoughts? what do we think about Yeah, what are your I like it. I don't know. The you don't really get Hollywood level crime in Sunderland. You get more like arson, hate crime, racism. <laughs> you could you could solve racism. Solve I believe it. In you. <laughs> yeah, with a cape and a crime watch roadshow. I don't know, but it's worth noting at this stage that we got sacked this week from Sunderland. Yeah, and told me. Did you? Yeah. What the real something? What? It's hmm? football manager. We play football manager once a week. I know, but in my head, I'm like, the real Sunderland tweeted you and said, like, no, can you stop? <laughs> <laughs> no, just the virtual one. It was very disappointing. Oh. So, so where are you going to start from? <clears throat> well, we're going to put a vote out. Either we're going to create Owen in the game and just carry on with Sunderland, mm-hmm. or we're going to do it properly, where if you get sacked on football manager, following the rules, you've just got to go into the job centre a bit and just try and find another football team to manage. It's a job centre. Can you get non-football jobs? No. Oh. It's, not, it's just football manager. <laughs> it's not life manager. 
Um, so yeah, we're gonna have to try and do that. We might go abroad, might if we can find it. The Bit problem of a holiday, is that'd be nice. Problem is though, there's no. It's not like Man United are in for us. It's lower level. Because you, because you're such a failure now. Like you, your your yeah. stock has been lowered. Honestly, so there's they, a, repu- only there's the a crap- reputation in the game. Yeah. Oh bollocks! But you got well, them to the bloody Premier got, Championship. Got, I can't remember which one is. We got them from the third tier to the second. And then the next season started off horrifically and now we've been sacked in the second tier. Still, you've done a good so, job. Thank but you, 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 I know. You know, know your limits and they know your limits. So they shouldn't... Uh, you can end up scout, managing Bogner scout, or something. Our scouting team were really bad. We've been we've been linked with Forest Green in the division below. Forest Never Green. Forest They're near, Chel- near Cheltenham. Right. Near the Cotswolds. I've been watching season three of this country. I've not even... Because oh, the Cotswolds great, reminded me. I've only ever seen the first two. It's the one. It's quite a poignant episode with the driving when the reverend's teaching them how to drive. Yep. Oh, oh it, really gets, like... it gets. Oh, does just, it? Just you wait. I won't say anything. Oh, the, oh, the reverend. Reverend. I love the reverend now. He's a lovely man. He's Feel lovely. It'd be a shame if he died. <gasps> no. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, he doesn't. Anyway, that was a strange question. I don't know what you guys can. No, I think, uh, I think we a lot of budget for it, and we do it. Yeah. Yeah. Next we week. Went... <laughs> <laughs> imagine me and Owen going around excuse me can you be in a group of six or less please Sunnan's <laughs> not a Sunnan's rougher than Newcastle 100% oh, yeah. yeah oh you've been mm-hmm. it's not oh yeah of course yeah it's not as it's rougher than Newcastle yeah, yeah. yeah right now if we do this you're not going to be in any capes you're going to be in hazmat suits we run from your go have some chasey chips please <laughs> the we run from your runner in the Damned United. I was trying to think, actually, you know, Sunderland. Um, because there was a famous joke book that got sold at some Newcastle games like years oh, and no. years ago that my dad kept. It was one of my favourite... No. It's my dad's favourite things. I just remember some of the favourite jokes he kept. But it's all like, you know, people you don't like or the, that area you don't like. But I remember the favourite one was this person going to Sunderland to see football for the first time. Never been to Sunderland. So they get on the metro, go there, they get off and ask somebody, somebody, are you from around here? He goes, yeah, yeah. Well, how do I get to the stadium? He goes, oh, look, look, look. just follow the crowds. And they did. Ten minutes later, they're at Woolworths. Have you heard Bob Mortimer's Come to Sunderland? It's no. a song called Come, Welcome to Sunderland and it's Bob Mortimer just saying stuff like, Go down the supermarket, get some fags to give to your... Fags is cigarettes, by the way. Jesus. Just point out there for the Americans. To give to your kids or, like, drop the kids off at the pub, go and say hello to the man who walks his dog on the roundabout. Just stuff like that. It's, <laughs> it's a very offensive... It's a very offensive song. Very true. Song. It is once, true. Something once on the way like... back from a wrestling show, one of the wrestlers was driving. I won't say who... But he didn't like the the Sunderland people, and he played a song called "Dirty Monkey Mackham." Um, dirty Mackham, dirty, dirty Monkey Mackham. God, dirty Mackham, you're from Sunderland. From Sunderland, yeah, yeah. Now he played yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. Because that that comes from Peter Reed, Monkey Seed, by the way, in case of yeah, Peter Reed's mis- misinterpretations of that song. Peter Reed was a manager. Keys are these? Weez ke- weez Weez keys, keys are these? Keys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something. Northern. So you know, you know, Anth, the ginger guy who helps out Rise, runs Stay Gold. Oh yeah, Anth, yeah. He's big he, um, now. what? He's big, he's like in shape. Ah, he's Hench. been, he's been, he's been training to be a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He um, there was a night at Stay Gold where they they brought it was like pop punk pizza party or whatever. They were bringing out pizza for the people there, 
Oh. And uh, his Mac and accent was fantastic over the... So the song would be going on. It'd be like, I don't know, like, Take a Mac Sunday or whatever. And then you just hear, This one's a cheese pizza. <laughs> and then you say, This one... This one's steer gold. This one's mate faced. If you're a vegetarian, don't eat it. Fantastic. So good. It was and then just back to like, your lipstick is cold. I don't put this pizza's a pepperoni. It's fantastic. I don't know if he listens to these. That's not meant to be like a jar. I love Ant. He's brilliant. He's yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. Stupid voice though. He's <laughs> no, got a Mac and Mac, just a Mac and Mac accent. All right, that's it. That's the end of the mailbag. If you have any questions, <laughs> if you have any questions or thoughts or anything else, please send them to Cultaholic. No, Jesus no, Christ. No, I'm titled. I'm mate. mate. Mailbag at cultaholic.com. I don't even do the podcast. <laughs> mate, I'm just. I'm too busy laughing at that. Mailbag at cultaholic.com. <laughs> it was. It was genuinely very. It was genuinely. Dancing very in the moonlight. <laughs> Stuff crust. Steer gold. <laughs> this one's a cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and also, funnier because Steer Gold, Steer Gold's downstairs at the head of steam, the small one at Central. So it's a tiny room as well. Just with this, and this poor like lass comes out with a pizza and emos are just reaching in like, ah! <laughs> Before the pandemic, obviously. Yeah. <sighs> oh, anyway. Ah, thank you. That was a mailbag. Now time for Reese's Pieces. How are you, lads? As you all know, 2020 has been a bad year. With that in mind, I have put together a Reese's Pieces selection with a bit of a twist. I provided a list of distasteful angles, terrible booking decisions and disappointing feuds. And all you have to do is decide which of each of the following is the worst. So the worst of the two, not the best one. All right. Enjoy. Connor from Dublin. Oh, Jack Thank has you. a great Dublin accent. Cheers, anyway, Connor. moving on. This is Vassar Thought first, so we'll go with Jack, me. Bray Wyatt cosplaying as Sister Abigail during the Finn Balor feud. How about that? Or Bray Wyatt's spooky projection images, WrestleMania 33. Uh, I was there for the projection, and it was even worse in person to so that one. Yeah, spooky projection, just because, I don't know, Bray's character had taken a bit of a beating by the Sister Abigail stuff already, um, but the projection, it was the WWE title match, wasn't it? And it was just mm-hmm. like that in that match. Yeah. And he lost. He did. I'm going to go with the cosplay, because we also got Pumpkin Finn Balor, but we did. Because <laughs> <did, anyway>. uh... <laughs> like, oh, you're really scary, eh? Well, I'll show you scary. It's a pumpkin. It's like... Oh, AJ Styles versus Nakamura feud for 2018, or the Daniel Bryan versus the Miz feud from 2018. What? Um, yeah, I don't. All the, oh, the AJ Nakamura one had good matches in it, but he was kicking him in the balls all the time. Uh, I'll go for the Bryan Miz one because to me that was more of a letdown. I think. Yeah, I. They might go back to it. I reckon they can still go back to mm. Brian Miz and, and add another chapter. I'm going to go, yeah, Nakamura, AJ, because it was just so disappointing. I'll go on Brian versus The Miz because they kept on having The Miz try and wrestle like Brian, which negated the entire point of what they were talking mm. about. Uh, Tim White's suicide angle from 2005 or Vincent Mann's Dr. Heine sketch from 2005. <laughs> uh, Tim White's suicide angle, 100%. 
yeah, suicide angle. Yeah, for people who don't remember, Tim White tried to commit suicide. He just kept on failing each time. It's like 30 yeah. times. Yeah. And I already... Hornswoggle revealed as Vincent Mann's illegitimate son or Hornswoggle revealed as anonymous Raw GM? Um, the illegitimate son, because at least that tied up a loose end. <laughs> at least the anonymous GM tied up a loose end. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, for the, almost the same reason, I'm going to say the GM thing was worse because it could have been really good. Vince McMahon's son was always going to be naff. Whereas the anonymous Royal GM could have been great, and it wasn't. It was Hornswoggle again. Yeah, I'll say the anonymous Royal GM. And for people who don't remember, this was every bloody episode. Oh, God. It was all over the place. That tone and, going off, the, the alert yeah. sound. And you would just assume that, wow, they're really building this up. It's going to go to something. And that was it. And it, it moved think, on very quickly. I think the anonymous GM interrupted The Rock at WrestleMania 27 in the main event. And he had to restart the match. And the GM was like... Uh, yeah, just just rotten. Anyway, quick diaper. <laughs> True. Uh, Michael Cole got the, the script on the, the laptop to read. Come on, that. Randy Orton claiming Eddie Guerrero is in hell, 2006. Or Paige mocking Charlotte over the death of Reed Flair, 2015. I forgot about that one. That Paige one for me, because it came out of absolutely nowhere as well, and it was so needless. Yeah. Uh,. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, they're both incredibly distasteful. Well, I'll go with the page one as well. I'll go with, if we put the first one in, then we have to put pretty much everything Rey Mysterio was involved in from 2005, 2006, because every promo was like, I'm going to win the match because Eddie's watching. It was just horrible. Yeah. He, couldn't, mm-hmm. he couldn't have ordered a Subway sandwich without going, I'll have two to go, one for me. Oh, God, no. It was horrible. It was just the most... And even better, Chavo Guerrero came out one time on SmackDown, was pre-recorded, and went, "We're sick. I'm sick of you, Rey Mysterio. Always bring up Eddie Guerrero to make yourself look good." And the crowd cheered. So they had to oh. cut that segment out when it was shown on TV. So, anyway, Road Warrior Hawk Alcoholism Storyline '98 or Heidenreich kidnapping Michael Cole 2004. I feel like probably the Hawk one because it was close to home. It was quite real. Because wasn't yeah, Hawk gonna... actually struggling with stuff? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Um... I, yeah, I, I agree with the the Hawk thing because I, I feel like the Hawk one was intended to be funny. A point like him falling off the Tron wasn't meant to be a big dramatic yeah. moment. It was meant to be a comedy moment. But from what I remember, I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, so I, yeah, I'll go with that. But again, both awful. Yeah, the the Road Warriors asked, "Hey, Vincent Man, can we do an angle about uh, uh, alcohol abuse and things? Do you think it'd be good for the audience?" And they came back with the Chuckle Brothers discover turpentine. It was just an absolute mess. Yeah, that one. Rusev, Lana, Dolph Ziggler, Summer Rae angle from 2015. I've got Summer Rae. Or Rusev, Lana, Bobby Lashley, Liv Morgan angle, 2019. Um, The second one for me, just because Liv was like, I'm going to reinvent myself. And then she came back and wore black and fancied Lana now. It was nonsensical. Uh, Yeah, the second one, just because it's more fresh in the memory. But again, both bad. I'll pick the, the first. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll pick the first one because I think that one went on forever, mm, and I don't remember much about how long the other one lasted. Daniel Bryan defeated in eighteen seconds at WrestleMania twenty-eight, or CM Punk losing a Triple H at Night of Champions twenty eleven. Uh, the Punk one because the Bryan one led to better things. Yeah, agreed. 
Yeah, the only thing the other one led to was uh, Punk leaving. Yeah. So good times. Cena overcoming the Nexus in 2010, or Cena overcoming the Wyatt family 2014, or, Cena- or John Cena overcoming Rusev oh. 2015. <laughs> or John Cena overcoming... Um, <laughs> I'll go for the, the Nexus one, because it could have given us the first ever English WWE champion, and it didn't. Yeah, I agree with the Nexus thing. Um, in the Wade was a yeah, he was he was main event potential, didn't he? He could have been a really decent champion. I, it's not to say all of the Nexus were good because they certainly weren't. Hi, Michael. Um, but yeah, it, it it was really damaging, and I think that really sort of um, in a lot of fans' minds cemented the sort of Super Cena meme. In a, in, in yeah, did him no favors. And people have come out since and said, Cena said, yeah, you know what? Probably shouldn't have beat at SummerSlam 2010, that big main event. Yeah, thanks, mate. Triple H defeats Booker T at WrestleMania 19 or Triple H defeats Sting at WrestleMania 31? Oh, the Booker T one, because I actually found the Sting one very hilarious. <laughs> really funny. Yeah, Booker as well, because like... It, it was it was it was just a marquee match, wasn't it? The Sting thing. Sting was Sting wasn't like an up and comer. He wasn't a future main eventer. He'd done everything that he needed to. Yeah, got paid yeah. loads. Good for him. And there was no uncomfortable undertones to the Sting one. Yeah, and if they're going to have any angle of uh, uncomfortable overtones or stuff, that uh, Bruce Pritchard on his podcast says like, "Oh, hey, it's not our fault that you misinterpreted it and all this stuff." Uh-huh. Um, if you're going to do that. It's excusable by wrestling standards, as long as he overcome. As long as he wins, as long as Booker mm. T defeats the bad guy. If he doesn't, mm. it's just like, oh, okay, great. Uh, the Fiend versus Seth Rollins, Hell in the Cell, twenty nineteen, or the Fiend versus Goldberg, Super Showdown, twenty twenty. The first one, I think, because it was just another level of bad. The second one was just a bad booking decision. The first one was so badly written, so Agreed. weird. Agreed. Yeah, like Fiend was still fresh and we were all very excited uh, by him and that was not not a nail in the, in the coffin, but it, it just damaged him so much, didn't it? Stupid hammer. Big hammer. And what did, <laughs> what did Dio Madden say? He's going to impale him. <laughs> Giant comedy hammer. X-Pac yeah. backstage like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, care about the watch-along, yeah. <laughs> I don't care if I'm never invited to one of these ever again. <laughs> How can you do a DQ in I'm surprised you just didn't cut him there and then, like, cut yeah. the back, like, please wait. But good for you, X-Pac. Shame that man becomes the best in the world. Crown Jewel 2018, <laughs> God help us. Or Goldberg versus The Undertaker, Super Showdown 2019. Uh, I'm going to go for the Shane one, because even though Goldberg Undertaker was terrifying and stuff, I'm going to go for the Shane one because it was many who annoy the audience and it did annoy me. So that one. I loved the Shane one. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> I thought it was Andy, great. Andy Kaufman. And, yeah, no, it was really funny. Uh, it was a stupid made-up tournament, which was bollocks anyway. And eventually we got heel dickhead best in the world Shane McMahon. Uh, yeah, a Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg for me. And Taker, sorry. Again, Shane McMahon becomes best in the world. That lasted forever. And I'll be good much for anybody. Yeah. And also to remember, Crown Jewel 2018 was one of the worst shows they put on in the last few years by a, a country mile. But also one and of the funniest. Yeah. Again, it, yeah, sure. Purely from a purely from a <laughs> oh, selfish yeah, the main point, event. Yeah, I Purely from a selfish point of view, one of the things about lockdown and COVID and everything that's 
I miss most about wrestling is those Saudi shows. Yes, they're immoral. <laughs> yes, you know, they shouldn't be happening. But something would happen at each one where we were just like, what's going on? And the yeah. and the numbers on the news videos were great. <laughs> right. Yeah, I miss the days when the drama in wrestling was, uh, they booked the sumo guy because one of the Saudi princes really wanted to see Yokozuna. <laughs> Fantastic. Can write those new story, yeah. Retribution or Raw Underground? Raw Underground. Raw Underground. Retribution could still be good, especially with Ali there. Uh, I'll say uh, Retribution because Raw Underground have an angry tweeted at me. Uh, (laughs) The never-ending Apollo Crews versus the Hurt Business feud. Hey, now, nothing wrong with that. Or the never-ending Seth Rollins versus Mysterio Family feud 2020. Or the never-ending Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton feud 2020. I'll go for the Apollo Lashley one because I think out of the three... It's had the least amount of good matches. Not not bad matches, just the least amount, the least good matches out of the three. Yeah, Apollo as well because I think Seth is is great. Especially heel heel Seth anyway is is great. Um, and uh, yeah, I just don't care about don't care about Apollo. So I can, I can never really enjoy the matches that much. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say McIntyre versus Orton because I'm actually enjoying the other two still. Uh... Tristratus barks like a dog in 2001. Woof, woof, moo, moo. Or Katie Vick, 2002. Oh, Katie Vick's another level. Katie yeah. Vick. Katie Vick. Katie Vick. Though I did like it when uh, they showed clips of Tristratus barks like a dog and that interview Vincent Mann had. Um, was it John? Not, uh, the guy on HBO when he's just like, oh, that's the clip you show, is it? Is it? And he turned into Vincent <laughs> McMahon character and is in. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> David Arquette becomes WWE champion. Oh, John Stewart screws John Cena, SummerSlam 2015. David Arquette. I'm going to go for David Arquette. But he, but he seems like a nice guy and, a, and regretful about it, but I'm still going to go for David Arquette. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't want to do it. Oh, you've got to go for David Arquette, don't you? Because it caused a, a great deal of damage. WCW. I almost said WCPW there. Um, yeah, but uh, I, I like David Arquette as a person more than, more than John. Because I know them both incredibly well, obviously. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I can't put. Even Arquette maybe was uh, at that point. WCW was, you know, it was a burnout car wreck, and this was the equivalent to stealing one of the tires. There was yeah. nothing that could have been done. And Arquette's lovely and wrestled has wrestled properly for a while. John Stewart screwed John Cena. I'm still mad about because it was how we're going to get out this booking decision. Let's have John Stewart show up and ruin the match. And some, oh, oh still annoyed. Anyway. That is it. That is the dramatic finale of Reese's Pieces. Thank you very much. If you have any Reese's Pieces, thank you for keeping it shortish at 16, by the way. Please, 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 please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. It's Cultaholics. The question. Wow, what a great and incredibly long podcast. And it's just <laughs> a bit more to go, ladies and gentlemen. This week's big question is, in honour of his 30th anniversary... What is your favourite Chris Jericho moment? There's been a lot of them over 30 years. Who wants to go first? Inspired by something that was brought up earlier, um, I had one in mind, actually, which I won't use because it might be somebody else's. Um, It's one of my earliest memories of Chris Jericho. So I'm going to say it's my favourite. It's probably not, but it was a great moment. It was him spoofing uh, Goldberg's entrance with uh, Ralphus and... What was his name? He had on his T-shirt, I think it said, Jericho-holic ninja. But I don't yeah. know if that was uh, whoever that was. Uh, so yeah, he come, he gets lost first of all backstage, uh, and then he comes out and it's the crappiest pyro ever, and he throws a fit because he's annoyed about 
the the crappy pyro. And I thought at the time, I thought it was like the, the funniest thing I'd ever seen. And it's my first memory um, of a wrestler imitating another wrestler. And of course it had been done before that, but that's the first one that I remember. Um, and before that, I didn't really care that much about Jericho. I thought he sometimes was funny and I like, really like good wrestler and all that. Um, but he was just, it was proper slapstick brilliance. It, it, his comedic chops very much on show and thought, yeah, he's quite special him, isn't he? That's a good one. Uh, I've got I've got two and I can't separate them. So I'll, I'll chuck both in. Uh, his debut in 1999 and the promo because it's just brilliant and he comes across so like electric and I always get disagreed with for this but I think it's the best debut of all time and then everyone goes what about Kane I prefer Jericho's to Kane's I've got it I've, I've just got to say um, or this one's a bit more specific the feud with The Rock where where The Rock's mocking him and like clowning him in a promo and then Jericho loses it and kind of goes out of character a bit. And he's like, no, no, this is not a joke. I'm not a joke, damn it. And it's like, whoa. And he's like standing up to the rock. And it's like, it's the first time he's not been goofy and silly. And he's actually like serious and he's lost it a little bit. Love that as a character moment as well. I really love that promo. And I think Jericho went on to win as well. I think he might have beaten him too. Yeah. Yeah. That's late 2001. Yes. Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. And I think I bring up several times, I'll probably should actually watch them back again. But the memory of probably seen a few of them on YouTube is during that feud, uh, Jericho won by hitting Rock with a chair. So then The Rock would show up. And I just haven't seen any other wrestler do this. I don't know why, because they should. Go, oh, Jericho, me and you could go go at, go at it tonight, okay, for Revenge of that match. Fantastic. Well, and he hands Jericho a chair. There you go. You'll need this, big man. And I was oh. like, that's such a great thing. Like, nice. oh, you're going to... Here, like giving a dude a chair and almost like daring him to use it again. The guy's like, well, I can't hit him with it because he's proved my point. That was awesome. Um, mm. Well, Jack picked two of the ones I was going to pick. No, uh, So I'm going to go sorry. with... No, no, but there's plenty to go with after 30 years. I'm going to go with... Because me and Tom are watching uh, SmackDown 2000, the colour classic SmackDown review. When he beats Triple H for the title on Raw... But he doesn't oh. because El Hebner is also fumed with Triple H. So he's had to go one, two, three after a lion salt and suddenly like, he's the champ. And then Triple H goes, ah, 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 no, 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 no. You want the original ref. That was disgusting. But it suddenly gave him like these balls. Like he did pin Triple H. And he's trying to go, no, 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 he didn't, no, he didn't. But I was like, he did, he did. And just that mega push of beating the champ but not quite beating the champ. And now the, the last man standing match at um, Fully Loaded 2000. And yeah. He was just cool in a mm. different way. Because now I watch it back, he's clearly not. He's doing all the 98 WCW stuff where he's being a loser and a nerd and mispronouncing things directly. <laughs> Listen to me, Chris Benoit, you know, and all this other stuff. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was just that he, he had the long hair and the beard and the break the walls down and all that stuff. He just had that yeah. thing about him. And he still Listen. does, but in different ways. He managed to take crap bits. Like if any of the rest that did what Jericho was doing, yeah. You go, that was awful, mate. But yeah. he does it. He's a self-aware cheese monster. And the man- just- cheese monster. Yeah. I was just going to say, need to also mention, because I was certain one of you would, especially Matthew, but the man of a thousand and four holds. Oh, it's so brilliant. <laughs> so good. It's so fantastic. So much of his humour is just so stupid. But yeah, he, he pulls it off with a straight face. It's brilliant. 
Uh, the heel turn on Sean. Yeah, as well as saying. Fantastic. Yeah. Festival of Friendship. Festival of Friendship. Yeah. He's um, done quite a lot, hasn't he? He's done a lot, yeah. Vitamin C. Oh, I bet oh. you one Canadian dollar <laughs> you can hook up with Trish as a leader. The opening of the 2003 Rumble where Christian disguises as Jericho and he jumps yes. Michaels from behind. I love oh, that yeah. as well. Yeah. All of his work with Dr. Luther, I'm a big fan of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, big show in Jericho. But, oh, Jericho. He can tag with anyone. He can tag with anyone and make it work. Yeah. yeah. When he was on bloody big show shoulders in the ladder match, uh, getting the. Th- oh, fantastic. Yeah. Gold. Uh, creating money in the bank and then never winning it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he never did. <laughs> oh, yeah. and he's also, ah, he's and, he's, and it's it's really a testament to him because he's a brilliant wrestler and he's had loads of brilliant matches. But everything we've said there has been moments rather yeah, than yeah. matches as well. But he is also fantastic. He's had some brilliant matches over the years. Oh, even all those even, people COVID at that concert. Was, <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought I was going to end it on a low note by saying. He had that, the best one-two in history. Not since Roy Jones Jr. have seen such a combo. When he invented the meme of the year with, ooh, little bit of the bubbly. And then that was day one. And then the same 24 hours of inventing that meme that went everywhere and still joked about, still selling bottles of it. He then lost the AEW title that he won on the pay-per-view <laughs> at, a, at a steakhouse. Clearly drunk. Oh, so I forget yeah. how that ended. Like, did they he just, claim that the person... It. Someone found it on the road. Yeah, but they, Jericho claimed that the guy that... Brought it back was the guy who stole it. Oh, it was crazy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I'm they had to really... get Jill Dando in to investigate. <laughs> was it you, Matthew, who said, was it you who said that he'd clearly just left it on the roof of the car and then they'd driven yeah, off? It and must it have been, yeah. <laughs> like Jinder Mahal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so please let us know your favourite Jericho moments in the comments. Oh, oh, wait, you already have people like to comment on before they even watch the video. <laughs> oh, well, thanks very much. But right now, we have come to the sad conclusion of the Coldolic Wrestling Podcast, but don't worry, there's another one next week. This is the part of the show where we plug what else is coming up on the Coldolic world, the Coldolic sphere. So we'll start off with you, Big Boss. What have we got from you? Not much, just the the, the, the draft streams I've got this week. Uh, so yeah, uh, Friday night or tonight, if you're listening to this as, just as soon as it comes out, um, I'll, I'll be there for SmackDown and Raw. Lovely. And Jack? I am doing, because I was off last week, for my birthday, or for the day after my birthday, I'm now doing a double wrestlers of the week tomorrow. So it'll be like a twenty part one. So I'll try and condense it as much as I can. But that's what's right. that's the only different thing that's happening, I think. Fantastic. So that's Bret Hart number one, Shawn Michaels number two. I see how it goes. <laughs> and Matthew, we'll get you on Twitch next week. Yay! <laughs> All right. I thought you wanted to do it. Oh, sorry. No, I, 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 I thought. <laughs> I was leading up to a joke, so I wasn't sure. So. No, no, do you, no. I, I meant to. Guard. I meant to drop your message this Genuine week. Let's do, it, let's do it next next week. We'll uh, we'll cool. talk. I can't wait for you to forget to tell me and like, are you ready for Twitch? And I'm like, I'm in bed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sort it. We want to vote anyway. So that's great. We'll also, have Elliot, again, me and Tom on the Colour Classic SmackDown review to watch along this week. Me, Tom, and no, he isn't dead. Uh, others did it something there. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you know to prove that no, he's alive. Not just do it for insurance money, and we might have another one later on with another special guest. But I don't want to say who it is because then I won't have anything to say next week. Ooh. But until then, please vote for the lovely. Don't you do that? That is a recap. Please send your votes for the Hall of Fame to patreoncom forward slash holic and any questions, theories, Reese's pieces, or insults straight to 
mailbagacolic.com. For now, though, to end, please put your hand to the screen, do a fist, a count of three, do the thing. One, two, three. Join us. Out focus. Yay. Tara. Bye, guys. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 